Pokemon and motorcycles. And misfits. No! Not those guys. Coming to you yes. from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. It's an appalling dump. Don't come. <laughs> Don't come. Kook, kook, stay home. We horrible place. We are are in the the parking shit storm right now. Oh, Um, yeah, I know it's it's a it's a crazy. But first, let's get to who is here with us tonight. All the way up in uh, Oregon, sunny Oregon. It's Bagel. Greetings and happy summer. Yeah. Hello, Bagler. Hey, how's how's <laughs> the how's the weather up in Oregon land? Is it terribly is it terribly hot? Uh, it is very summery today. It feels very hot, and uh, yes, we we are definitely in summer now. Okay, good. Uh, how are the horses? Uh, they're doing quite well. They're frolicking out in the field. Okay, frolicking horses. Yep. Check. Yep. Okay, there's a new one. All's well. There's a, there's, a, there's a new one that's joined them recently. A very pretty one too. Oh, good. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I saw goats. Goats aplenty. <laughs> the Liza who sees goats. Isn't you know, that a movie? You know, surprisingly, you, you, at goats. you think you know the sound that goats make, but in actuality, when you're in, with this, in front of this herd of goats, the sound they're making the most is... They're making wind. They're breaking wind. I don't know which end it was coming out of, but you just kept making hearing this... Sound. <clears throat> It was pretty funny. Of course, there with me was Miss Emma. Hello, darling. And uh, today I smelt goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Was it cooking? Was it in curry? No. Oh, it's some white rice. Goat curries, like, very mm. good. However, you tend to forget. Because, I mean, you know, a goat isn't something you really encounter on a daily basis. So you kind of forget how smelly they are. <laughs> they really are. They well, when really... there's hundreds of them. When you smell them en masse, it's like <clears throat> Emma's hamper on laundry day. <laughs> yes, uh. it was exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. 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 And joining Emma on the Classy Girl couch, it's Joe. Good evening, uh, and happy Father's Day, Jim. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the guys out there. Thank you. Fathers. Where's your saying. accent from? Uh, New York. Yeah, yes, there, but there's some East Coast happening. Yeah, just there. hang on. Yeah, but it's been distilled by mm. it's been distilled by Seattle, Seattle hasn't it, Joe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. In the Pacific it still Northwest. has a little bit of that hard edge on it. Uh, it's got a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a Long Islander. Oh, Long Island. You see, there it is. There, there it is, is exactly. There it is. And uh, in, in honor of Father's Day, I'm so glad to say that Naked Jim is here. Hey, well, thank you and happy Father's Day. And also much love to everybody that uh, has, you know, struggles with Father's Day, we'll say. There's a lot of people that don't have dads or, you know, have tough situations. So, you know, big hugs to every, everybody all around. Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, Emma's kind of like the matriarch of everyone. Mm-hmm. And Jim, you're kind of the, the patriot. You're like the dad to everyone. I think I'm just the, the tormentor. You're the 12-year-old pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> no, she yeah, is. I am the tormentor. Where's the Retlin? She she is the unruly child running around with jam smeared all over her face. Oh, yeah. Well, who was like harassing me last night at 9 o'clock at night with little kids <laughs> Little kids in flashlights making noise outside my window unannounced. Oh, God. The reason I come out is I, I was going to... No, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> but if you notice the shirt I'm wearing tonight, mm-hmm. I think this will make me a better dirt bike rider. 
Yes. It's like the short sleeve cowboy kind of Can you fit a sandwich shirt. in that pocket? I actually have a Ziploc in my rear pocket. <laughs> no, I was going to do it. Sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. That is that is the biker we all look up to. The one who carries a sandwich and a Ziploc in their pocket. I saw one the other day. Cowboy boots, jeans, a shirt like this. Mm-hmm. That's why I got this one. And, uh, Which is yeah, a, plaid, and a helmet. plaid button down short yeah. sleeve shirt. Yeah, uh, and a helmet. And like a ripping it up. Sandwich in his pocket. I'm sure. <laughs> you have the spam going on. Which can serve double duty at a hoedown. I can, yes, get down with the, but, at the ho- mm. But you know, Liza, actually you saying it, I mean, it's made me think about it quite some more. I mean, I agree mm. that, Jim, you are definitely the patriarch of the group. And I see myself really more of the eccentric auntie, but. All, I'll, I'll take matria. All still a very sad commentary of as far as the quality of the uh, however <laughs> the talent pool. Here I think I garage. think we can both agree that Liza is just this appalling <laughs> exactly. little shitty brat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whose main job is it to annoy everyone? Yep. But I do it well. No, you do it splendidly. Um, so, yeah, just to explain the goats, you know, I, I don't know if this is common in the rest of the country. It, Joe, or up, up north, is it common to have a herd of goats brought in to clear out overgrown brush? Yes. Yeah, the uh, uh, blackberry bushes in particular. Yeah. yeah. It makes so much sense. I have relatives in town, and they just thought it bizarre. So there's a park at the end of the street, and uh, they just mm. there's herds of goats. Is it a, herd, is it a herd of goats mm. or a flock? Um, herd. It is a. They should call it a murder, like the crows, but a murder of goats. So it's all the excitement. We're all going down there to see the goats. Of course, (laughs) you you know that where there is goats, there is chupacabra hiding under the bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have much respect for chupacabra. That's why when I go camping in the desert, I run around and pee a big circle around my tent. (laughs) That's how you keep the chupacabra and ear infections away. Really? Oh, okay. Very good. And me. (laughs) Yes, I like that. I thought that was just a natural byproduct of you drinking huge amounts of alcohol, but I stand uh, corrected. Yes. Oddly enough, I no longer drink huge amounts of alcohol when I'm riding almost at all, especially dirt bikes. I've right. I mean, it just does, you're so dehydrated. Like, I honestly don't crave well, booze. Well, you know, I was going to say there is a million and one good reasons oh. not to drink booze and ride motorbikes, but getting dehydrated oh. and just... Ending up looking like a piece of beef jerky has got to be priority number one, hasn't it? Dead. But you've been you've been promoting that lately around the garage a a not a zero tolerance policy, but not advocating that drinking's not really a great idea. Well, you know, she had she had gin today. I did have gin today, (laughs) but you're not riding a motorcycle, right? Exactly. And I mean, everything has to have a place. I mean, drinking is a wonderful pursuit, and it's one of my particular favorites. I mean. Basically, drinking gin and talking nonsense and falling off a chair is my idea of a large afternoon. Mm -hmm. However, and I love riding motorbikes, but the two don't go together, you see. The two should be kept separate. Well, you you know why I don't drink? Really? Yeah. Oh, very good. Pretty much. Um, You sounded just like a goat then. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, It's Father's Day, and I wanted to... I wanted to, you know, mark Father's Day with a couple things. Um, uh, if you think about dad, like dad jokes, right? Yes. So I got a dad joke for you. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know this, but one time I, I hired a, a limo. Um, and when it arrived, the driver just walked away. 
And I'm like, I said, excuse me, aren't you going to drive this? And he said, no, 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 that doesn't come with the price. You, it's 500 bucks. You don't get the, the driver too. And, and I said, well, what? I just spent $500 and I have no, no chauffeur, nothing to show for it. Oh, they are May. Nice one. Tripped that, over that, that punchline. Yeah, good, good that's, that's a dad joke. <laughs> good dad joke. Um, also, what's another dad thing? I think dad bod is something. I have been named with a dad bod in a picture before. No, but. Dirt biking at Hollister. It was a compliment, you, apparently. You well, have. I've got to be honest with you, Jim. I'm going to be absolutely honest with you now, darling, that you have had the dad bod in the past. But you are actually a fine figure of a fellow right now, and I suspect it has got to do with all this dirt biking you're doing <laughs> and falling off the things and picking them up and keeping yourself fit. But you've definitely, you're a lean, mean fighting machine these days. Well, that's very generous. Well, you know who's replaced him the in the dad shirt. bod category? Award-winning Mike. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I but, try not but, to look at Mike too. Mike's the, still way sexy though. The thing is with Mike, if you look at him for long enough, he kind of draws you in, like into his. It's it. It's like you're drawn in to his gravitational circle. Oh, he's he's well, extremely charismatic. I, I, great. I was going to say, Mike. I think the whole dad bod thing has a bad rep. I think it just makes you look more more. Cuddable. Cu- uh, cuddable? Yeah. Cuddable. Uh, not cuddable. Uh, <laughs> cuddle- hug- cuddleable. Cuddly. Yeah, cuddly. Huggable. It makes you look more huggable. Cuggable. Though it's never worked with Jim. <laughs> cuddle me? Would you like to cuddle <laughs> me with your cuggable? No, I think I think it gets a bad rep. Um, but along those same lines, I wanted to pose a question to the group here. Yes. What do you think is a dad bike? Like, what's a dad bike? So, you know, we got dad jokes, we got dad bods. So what's a dad bike? Stretch booster. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch booster with neon. Now, seriously, what do you think would be like the number one bike amongst dads? Well, you've got two of them, so I think you're far more qualified to answer that than anybody else here. I've got two dads. I have one you've dad. got no, you've got two dad bikes. Which are the dad bikes? You've got two of them. The You're- KLRs. Oh, the KLRs. That's a dad bike. Oh, of course. So you know, I well, don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. Um, oh, I'll, here's here's what I'll say. Right, it'll mimic the parents. So I had all the like, we probably had similar stereotypes where one would be like really nice, church going, whatever, blah blah blah, real nice, come over, no drama. And then the other one's the guy at the little league game, like hurling his clipboard at a child because he's so upset. So I think you got like the old school two stroke guy. And that could be an old well, bike, or you could have like a boring KLR like Lysa. If we use the precedent of dad jokes and dad bods, so it's something a little softer, mm. less, you know, manly, just a little softer, a little bit corny. So what bike fits that? KLR. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can. The thing is, Lysa, you know, you, you're really trying to avoid this as much as possible, no, but there's no escaping it. I'm leaning more towards a cruiser. Yeah. I really am. And you think, and I think for a lot of dads, just like there are a lot of people when they have kids, they stop riding. So the bike that they're more likely to get back onto is something that they're going to be riding easy, right? If you want to talk about cruisers, Joe here arrived on a Heritage Softail, which is easily the best color I have ever seen. Good looking bike. Would you say that that's a dad bike? bike? I'm not sure. Hell yes. 
or a daddy <laughs> or is it a is it a daddy bike <laughs> oh ah now that's something oh, else daddy. completely no oh wait i've got it a little soft a little corny the pc 800 no, no. that's a dad bike no it's not oh no, no far from it no don't go that no 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 really? no well, you can carry lots of diapers on there yeah. no 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 it's not no. even close to being a dad bike think, no I think you're doing a disservice to dads. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you talking about? I think there's a lot of dads that ride bitchin' bikes. I can name most of the people I know are dads that ride way better cool. Yeah, and there are dads that tell, tell good jokes, but a dad joke is a corny joke. You tell I'm uncle going jokes. by the precedent. Hmm. And and there's a lot of men with very fine physiques, but a dad bod is something. I'm just saying we're, there's a what? I mean, Joe. What about you, any, any model BMW? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's the one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I think he's on. To but it. I mean, Joe, you, you are a father. Mm-hmm. Um, twice, three times. Uh, three times. Three and, times. And, and two stepdaughters. Okay, so five times. Mm-hmm. So you're a dad times five, and you arrived on a heritage soft tail, albeit the nicest heritage soft tail I've seen. God, such well, a good color. Thank you. Um, is that a dad bike? Yes. <laughs> and and and, and my, the other bike I own is another dad bike, which it's is a, uh, CB eleven hundred EX. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a dad yeah, bike. that's a dad bike. Uh, well, it's I mean, a, it, it's in terms of the kind of people that that bike appeals to are certainly old enough to be dads. Yes, um, it's a very good bike, by the way. But it's a gentleman's bike. I mean, the the, the CB eleven hundred just the, you know it doesn't you know snap you back. It's not something no, no, you can no, wheelie. I mean, it's it's just right. It's really I'm going nice. to say the K1300. Ultimate dad bike. That's a cool dad bike. Yeah. I'm going to say ultimate dad bike. That's the dad bike for the dad who played in Kraftwerk when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like watching totally. you're you're watching a, a a show about music from 19 and it's like dad that's you in there in Kraftwerk and yeah yeah I've got the K1300 now. <laughs> you didn't see Goldwing, did you? No. Is that a grandpa? That could be grandpa. That could be a grandpa, could be grandpa <laughs> level. I think, I think you're right. That's a grandpa. No, I think you hit on something with the BMW, but you could only ride it back and forth to Starbucks. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think we're. I think we're on to something. Um, I wanted to keeping with the the whole Father's Day thing. Well, focuses um, on you, Jim. Yeah, and you and too, Joe. Joe. And bagel, yeah. he just doesn't but, know it well, yet. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Uh, so, Jim, and on our Father's Day, and you mm. have two kids that you know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We shot so, for a third, so I'd have one of each, but it didn't work out. I, m- many people don't know this, but when you're going to go buy a vehicle, you can go to like Carfax and look up the history. Well, I don't know if you know this, but there is a dad fax, and I looked you up. Mm, lucky me. Um, Oh, there yeah. was just a couple things. I took things. care of that warrant. There was a couple things on your record. There was uh, an undercooked chicken in 2002. And then I didn't go into detail. just said the bikini incident of 2012. Yeah, it, that's I a misnomer. I don't know if you want to comment on that. It's a misnomer. Um, and then there was something about your son dressing like an old man falling in the bushes and scaring people. Well, more like startling. Okay. I think. So. Startling <laughs> and scary. I mean... 
do you do I mean do you feel this is responsible parenting getting your your child how old was the child when this happened Jim I got oh the the dressing up like an old man falling yeah. in a bush yes God he was must have been like seven so you you think as a, a seven year old I had to watch him I'm like what is I got oh. <laughs> a seven year old imitating an 85 year old yeah for think? about a half an hour <laughs> <laughs> Falling into juniper bushes. Okay. Um, so, how's my parenting? You ask. So, there was there was one other thing on the record. It uh, it says all it said was Baja Confidential, and it said expunged. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. But overall, your rating was very high, and I'm glad to be the one to actually officially tell you that um, as a father, you succeeded. Your job is never done, but you officially have been marked as grade A. You did a good job. Well, that, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I give them most of the credit. They made it to 18. They're still alive. <laughs> I kept them alive till 18. They seem to be functioning adults at this point, which is great. Um, but the one incident that I'm glad seemed to fall into the radar was when Jake was on her Nighthawk coming down uh, from ha- campus on that downhill mm-hmm. um, where it t- goes from like... 40 to like 25 yeah and they wait at the bottom and she was going first i think it was her mikey three times award-winning mike and zach and i think jake was doing 60 and got all three of them tickets (laughs) at the bottom of that hill yeah because it's a speed trap because it drops down to 25 when you hit that neighborhood yeah and it was like oh there's one there's two there's three and jake was leading them so they were all keeping pace with her she was what 16 maybe (laughs) yeah and i want to give um a, a great dad award to my cousin uh, Taylor, who uh, yesterday when I said, hey, can I take your three-year-old for a ride on the scooter? He immediately said, yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, and little Parley got to hang out. Actually, this was Friday night. He got to come to dinner uh, cool. with me and Nock and some, some listeners, Cheryl and Bob, who are in town, and hang out with us. Oh, that's great. That's and cool. you saw him today. He's 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 big enough. He's a mohawk. He has a yeah he yeah, <laughs> um, nice. but he stands in front of me on the scooter and he holds on to the mirrors. So he just stands upright and I kind of grip him with my legs, and I happen to find um, a helmet. Fortunately, this kid has a huge head because I found an extra small helmet. His dad was him. a big dude. Oh, His wow. dad was a big, yeah, and so when Parley got to go riding around town and we went up to the lighthouse and hung out. Oh, with, that's right. And riding with other bikes. On like GSs and stuff. Oh, and he just felt so cool. And then at the garage, he got to come over to the garage today. And I'm like, hey, everyone, this is Parley. He's one of us. That's cool. And yeah, cool. yeah he's, a, he's actually a neat kid. But we kind of got ahead of ourselves. And I just wanted to say to you, Jim, what going back to both your kids enjoy motorcycles, don't they? They they do. And we have, we've had adventures uh, yeah, on bikes. Yeah, yeah. So... That's cool. So, and I did want to add that in case nobody knew that. But yeah, hanging out with Parley today was cool also. I'll tell you a quick shit about it because I talked about Jake, my other child, Seamus, the boy. <laughs> We're at his graduation. He's on Maui graduating high school. Thank God. And um, he has to dizzle his talk like, oh, yeah, thanks, Grandma and Grandpa. Thanks. And then, yeah, I never forget the time we were riding dirt bikes in Hollister, oh, yeah. and I, I crashed and slammed my, slammed my nuts, he says. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, proud parent, right? Slammed my nuts, and here comes Dad with a big smile on his face, and I'm laying on my back. 
You remember that though? Nut- <laughs> to this day, we still call that that road Nutshot Junction. Nutshot, Nutshot Junction. He, yep. he well, he was at that point on a dirt bike where he was just learning how fun they are. No skills whatsoever. Right. And there was a log sticking up out of the creek, and he just went straight into the edge of it and and nut shot straight into the handlebars. Oh. Well, and I think the good parenting, oh. as I recall, is he he landed on the on the road and was just turned white and was just like oh, oh, laying on the ground. It's like spread eagle. son, I know your nuts hurt, but you got to get off the road. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm lucky enough. Pretty much once a week, we try and do it as a ritual. I'll go over to Jim's for mm-hmm. dinner. And one of the first things you notice when you're in Jim's kitchen is an oil painting, I believe, by your mom. <laughs> by my mom. My my mom, uh, yeah, has has taken up Of Seamus, <laughs> seconds away from wadding a TD-225. <laughs> and you know, you look at the oil painting, and it's really quite good. And you know, oh, God, that kid's going to come a cropper because <laughs> he's just a padish. It looks like an aircraft coming into crash. It was a, it was a, she had taken a photo I have of him launching off a jump and totally landing on the front tire and about to endo and launch over. I believe I took that photo. Okay, you probably, I yeah, did, when we Metcalf. were at Metcalf. Yep. Right. So my, wow. <laughs> but it's now immortalized in oil and it's hanging in pride of place. Yeah. And what's funny is people that don't know motorcycles are like, wow, that's cool. And people that know motorcycles are like, ooh. <laughs> that's going to end <laughs> badly. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does nobly. I said number of times I've seen him go, you know, ass over tea kettle. And all I'm looking for, and there comes, the, you know, over a log, the thumbs up, you know. So, yeah, yeah, they both enjoy that. Well, Jake shot off the cliff through the fence. Yeah. and. <laughs> Yep, let's stick with that good dad award. Back to my okay. parenting, yeah. Uh, and my dad actually stopped by the garage. Today yes, he did. I saw Craig, yeah. Watch everything going it, on. it was great seeing him. And I, I actually sat down next to him and I said, you know, it's so nice to see you, Craig, because frankly, three months ago, I didn't think I was going to be able to have this conversation. And yeah. here you are, you look fighting fit. And he says, oh, yeah, he says, I feel great. And his color was good. He looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Liza's father is a fascinating human being. (laughs) He's a very interesting cat. He's an inventor. It's kind of cool. But um, and has a toaster collection. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which makes all this the room make a lot of sense. Um, So yeah, congratulations to all the dads out there. Yes, including yours, Liza. All the cool dads, all of them. Um, I wanted to talk real quickly about some events coming up. I know we had mentioned last week. so next weekend, the what's it? What's today? So next weekend is the bikes and boards in town. Yes. Do you, do you know about that? Yeah, that looks fun. Um, well, here's what's cool. We've had so many people donating gear to us that we're just overflowing. So I called up Clay from First Rides, um, who is also organizing the bikes and boards, and he picked up a truckload. I kid you not. He filled cool. up the back <clears> of the truck with gear that he's taking around to some of the shops that are participating for them to sell at really good prices and that the money will go to, to firstrides.org. That's fantastic. Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. Cause he, he does a bunch of kids through that. That that's a great thing he's got going. And what a cool event. Santa Cruz is ripe for an event like that. Motorcycles, bikes and surfing, right? Right. And it's going to be over multiple venues. Yeah. You know, um, there's going to be, uh, some bikes shown at Cycle Imagery, which I'm guessing mm-hmm. is more the Harley-oriented stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, there's a event Mason going George. up at Mason George's, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, um, okay. Who's very much a friend of ours. Hello, Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I might ride the Trident up for the event at Mason's. Cool. Um, because he's more the vintage stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's going to be one of these really nice events yeah. that covers a broad spectrum. What do you call it? Lifestyle event. Lifestyle. Yeah, event. very Santa yeah. Cruz lifestyle. It'll be like if you want to check out a cool Santa Cruz local scene, boy, this will be it. Especially the skateboard component. If you're yeah, into that kind of shit. Skateboards, surfboards, that is all Santa Cruz. And I would and imagine bikes. just not knowing, but like, so hang on, but the, the Harley, you know, there's that Harley skateboard crossover mm-hmm. like those dudes up in Lempico oh, and yeah, shit the um, skate parks up there uh, we were talking about this oh, last the week oh the Dyna Bros yeah the Dyna Bros yeah, is that the it was Dyna yes, Bros the Dyna Bros cause they'll throw some rides up there and they'll start at that park with the skate park but then there's that yeah they wear, they wear the vans and yep yeah, yeah, yeah Dyna Bros so I think it'll be a cool scene I'm, I'm yeah. gonna be up in they the mountains they do rolling but, burnouts yeah oh oh we'll come to that oh <laughs> but first I wanted to stay on the subject of uh, having the gear because I wanted to reach out to our listeners with help with something I'm trying to figure out. Uh, Bagel Joe, anyone who has any input. So we have for years been taking in gear and giving it away for free to people who need it. And it's been a you know a good flow. But the word got out, I guess, and we've just had so many people bringing us gear that it became overwhelming. Like massive amounts of gear. I just have a little little closet you know with two two racks and i i want i want to make it clear i mean this is really a reflection on how cool people are yeah Mm -hmm. because if it becomes overloaded because people are taking far more than you're getting in that's one thing but the generosity of people has just been so overwhelming yeah rob yeah rob donated a garment today right Mm -hmm. exactly so you know it's it it's a good problem to have Mm-hmm. But we're dealing with just this selfless generosity of people, which is great. What, However, what's crazy, like, don't tell anybody, but there's like the amount of cool leather gear, like mm-hmm. Alpine Star leather jackets, mm-hmm. and like, it's crazy. Oh, I, right. I put a couple pieces of a Dionese in his truck. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice stuff. But basically, what I've realized is that there's a lot of people out there who have extra gear they're not using, they've outgrown. They've kind of worn out, but is still functioning and good for somebody who can't afford it or doesn't have any. And I'm trying to figure out how to be the conduit to get this gear into the community. And I've been doing that on a small scale. The problem is when I get too much stuff, I can't, I can't possibly house it all, um, organize it. It's too much. And then um, there were people who would say like, hey, before I ride down from San Francisco, can you tell me what you have in my size? And it's like, no, you just got to come down and fish through all this stuff. Um, But I also purposely don't broadcast that we have it because there are a lot of people who will just take advantage and come and hoard stuff. Oh, free stuff. They'll just come fish or take whatever they want. Um, And I also haven't sold it. Just two reasons. Um, it's just more work doing on eBay, that kind of stuff. But also, I'm not trying to benefit from it. My biggest goal is to get it out into the community at a very, you know, free or affordable price. So in my brain, like in my perfect world, my idea was to have co-op garages have a rack to take in donated gear from their community right. and sell it very affordably and be able to keep some of the money for the cost of taking up space in the shop. Right. But selling, you know, $50 jackets and, Mm -hmm. you know, $10 gloves, that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, 
that was my idea. But most of the shops we reached out to just don't have the room. Space out here is worth so much that to make $25 off of a jacket that they sell every now and then, it's not worth it. At that place in San Francisco, was a Moto Guild? Did they mm-hmm. have like a consignment type set? I know we're not, they, we don't have that square footage. They, but did. they did something kind they of They did. And I remember going through it and thinking that they were kind of high prices because people wanted to get their money out of it. And then I think that I assume the shop gets half. So it was like a $300 jacket that might have been a $500 jacket. So, yes, it's a deal, but it's not making it affordable for people who can't afford it. Not making it accessible, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect example is my, myself. I mean, I always envisaged having a rack at Motortown mm-hmm. and being able to sell this stuff mm-hmm. and donate the money to First Rights or what, whatever. But I simply don't have the real estate for it. Mm-hmm. And it became clear to me very, very early on that it's a very, very humble shop. Um, but I thought, you know, I can find room for this. I've got room for anything, you know, because you get a few bikes in for repair and a couple in for sale and here and here and here and here. And right now, Motor Town's full. My garage at home is full. The back garden is full. And I've got a friend shed. Who's You're looking a little well. full at the moment. Yes, exactly. So, um, I, I understand the problem completely. So, uh, but, but I feel like <clears throat> if we have that much potential here, that it exists nationwide, oh, it's maybe worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out a system that could be replicated anywhere. So I'll tell you kind of my thought process. Um, then I thought, what about going to like a Goodwill or Salvation Army? Could they catalog it and give half of the money to the nonprofit of our choice? Maybe, or maybe a play it again sports. Maybe they could get into mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, gear. There you go. Right, and granted, they get to keep half. I just want to make sure the other half goes to, um, you know, to a, to a nonprofit. But I also want to make sure that it's staying affordable. Okay. Um, because I had somebody offer like, oh, I can sell this stuff on eBay for you. I'm like, that kind of defeats the purpose. I don't want to go to the highest bidder. You've probably thought of this, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it plays into the narrative of people will hoard. But mm-hmm. you know, have you thought about? I don't do it, but post on Facebook and say, "Hey, we had a you know a, a DNEZ you know 32 jacket come in this week. Here's a picture. If you're interested, swing by on Sunday." You know, I, I think you do run the risk of hoarding. But considering how much mm-hmm. gear was in there, I mean, maybe wait till it builds up yeah. again to do something like that. But well, um, so right now it seems like the best solution is that we do like a yearly swap meet. Yeah. yeah. So we used to have bike shows that had a swap meet and we would go sell them at the Capitola bike show, but all of our bike shows have kind of dried up the kinds where you could go set up in a parking space and sell, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. $10 jackets. Well, they still have it in Sacramento and places, but nothing close by. Yeah. But that also becomes a lot more work for oh, yeah. me. Um, totally. Yeah. Storing everything. Um, the other thought process I had, and I know this is a crazy thought, but again, just trying to think of something that can be replicated everywhere. Do you think it's crazy if I reach out to cycle gear to see if they would be willing to create like the goodwill corner where people could drop off gear, donate it. Maybe even they'd give them credit for it. I don't know. Like our local cycle gear store. Yes. And that then they can, you know, redistribute it affordably because the thing i'm thinking is um 
people are going to come in to look for like a cheap jacket and they're going to buy some boots and gloves or a helmet while they're there. The issue with that is I think it's a great idea. I think I know where you're going. But the problem is when you're dealing with somewhere that big, it'll be hard to find the person who is authorized to make that decision. Because I think if you say the closest store to here, I'm guessing, is probably Seaside. Do you think it is? Or, or San Jose, or San Jose yeah. yeah. Or San Jose, or Gilroy, whatever. And that store's got a general manager. But because it's not in the how to run a cycle gear handbook, it's like, I'm not qualified to make that decision. Oh, no, no, no. I'd be going to cycle gear headquarters, which are up, up north of here, and talking about nationally, would they be willing to donate a rack in every store? And right, I think it'd you're be trying a, to replicate this. That's I'm trying to idea. replicate it. And, and again, I think it'd be worth a try. I, I mean, I think it's I worth think, a try. But the things people have told me is a um, liability. I'm like, I, well, but is there Amer- a liability on in a, it's America? Jacket? Yeah. I mean, it's America. It's America. Everything is liability. If it, but, if it's okay. sold as is here, here and and Cycle Gear has a return thing on like broken zippers yeah. and stuff. So this is this is going to be known the as is corner. Yeah. And here's what I'll support like, like I'll support your argument for yeah. a change is this is play it against sports. They spell they sell sporting equipment, yeah. baseball helmets, lacrosse gear I assume and like high, if you depending on where you live, hockey gear. Um so probably a lot of impact, you know, helmet stuff. So I don't see a big difference honest. I mean, yeah, DOT kind of stuff, but you now, know, I, I like the I, I think it's plausible from that standpoint cycle gears big and lawyers will get involved because it's america um but right you know i like to think it's possible because other risky shit gets sold online or gets sold by people and i want to clarify most of the helmets that are donated i do throw away anything that is old or very worn gets thrown away but there are often times it's really common for someone to buy a helmet that doesn't fit them right they wear it twice can't return it can't yeah you know yeah. yeah and so there are good quality stuff that comes in and the things you don't think about, we get a lot of too. So it could be anything from tank bags, saddlebags, yep. to hippo hands, to um, what was I thinking of? Um, mirrors, like all sorts, and uh, rain yeah. suits. You know, we had some rain suits and stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that's not just jacket. Oh, I have it. I have a tub of uh, motocross bits. I have a tub yeah. of rain gear. I have. I mean, I have one piece track suits donated. There's so much stuff. So I'm. I'm. I'm kind of running out of like ideas and I wanted to reach out to our listeners to see if anyone has an idea. Um, I, I want to go talk to cycle gear, but I do think as you say that lawyers would be involved and they just shoot it down, even though I think it's a great idea because it's community outreach for each of their stores. I got an idea for you. Um, just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. What if you could bring it to Pakistan Um, on your Chikistan trip and be like, Hey, so the irony here is that a lot of the gear is made in Pakistan. <laughs> because all the good leather have, stitching. Yeah, all the good leather is yeah. coming out of Pakistan. They make nice stuff. <laughs> I got. I'll tell you a quick story about that. Uh, and Santa, the cost to ship is incredibly. Yeah, I'll tell expensive. you a story later. But yeah, okay. Well, I so, know, but but okay. But I'm just putting it in perspective. It's mm-hmm. well, I guess you can't replicate that, right? That's a one-off thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and a, a jacket is expensive. But the point being that we have listeners who send us like. We'll spend seventy dollars to send me a box with boots and and a jacket and a helmet and some gloves instead of selling it on eBay where they can make money because they don't want to deal with it. People don't want to deal with it, and okay. so there's a potential for this gear to be donated, and there's a market for people who need it. 
Yeah, well, back to Pakistan, just as a as an example, I think you'd replicate mm-hmm. it in different countries' ways, is what if you had someone like a Moin Khan in Pakistan sets up some sort of a non... You know, someone like Moin, you mm-hmm. know, not saying everybody's like that and it's an ideal thing, but, you know, maybe Moin sets up a thing where, yeah, ship it to this address in Pakistan. Sure, it's going to be expensive, but if, you know, you don't care about that so much and you want to do it, and then Moin's able to distribute it or pick your country, you know... You, I appreciate it, but you can buy yeah. gear there... Mm-hmm really cheap i know so it's kind of um the other idea i had was motorcycle schools Mm -hmm. that the all the gear is donated to them because here you have the students are learning ride that they'd have access but when i talked to like micah she said they've they don't really have the room they don't have you know and that's just another thing that they'd have to deal with of Right, organizing and helping people it's it's down to that same amount of real estate or lack thereof you know i do a lot of work on these guys bikes for them and so i'll go up there and look at the bikes and collect them and both the schools the local schools the one in salinas and the one in san jose they're basically they're working out of a container yeah yeah, yeah. it's a 40 foot long container and it's got about 20 bikes in yeah. there and some parts and there is not a square inch to spare yeah because they're yeah. based in a parking lot yeah and then the container gets open bikes come out they do the show um Bikes go back in. I really want to figure it out because I feel well, like there's there's great potential well, here. You know what I've all just thrown other ideas out. You see, someone around town did a free market. You know, maybe some sort of a Facebook leverage that kind of stuff to a free market where in your town, like in Cleveland, you know, the first Saturday of the month, we're going to have a free motorcycle-oriented market. You market it that way, and everybody just brings their stuff down. And, and I think yeah. that that could be the way to make it fly, because, you know, we're thinking nationally or even globally, and I think you need to make it a lot more local. And I know the free market and, here is popular. They do it right down at Bike Church is one of the places, and I know right. people participate. So, but the, the motivation is to uh, create funds for first rides right i mean that's really what or it well, your a, charity a, of choice your charity yeah of choice. exactly so I, I, there are a lot of things like uh, you know I, I i ski and in the beginning of the season they always have you know the swap meets where you could just bring your gear and, and get it but there's no cash there's no funds changing hands so it's going to be difficult and i think the, the big problem you need to solve is 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 storage is where can you put this while especially in a place where it's so expensive while you're collecting it and then and then being able to put it up for sale i mean the the, the ideal thing would be to have a um you know a a, a, a you know a sale at like once a year or w- once every six yeah, months a swap, meet. A, a swap meet but it you, the, the, it seems like the big problem here in particular is space it's it it's it always is is. it's very much a california yeah. thing but this this ski thing interests me so what happens at the beginning of the season People just bring their old gear and Swap. everyone's milling around yeah. and say, oh, I'm looking for that. Where mm-hmm. is yours? Yeah. yeah like wow. you do it in the springtime. Like most of the country, yeah. their riding season, season fires up in the up. spring and be like, hey, let's get together. But So I, I think the primary goal, right, was to get gear into people's hands that need it. Mm-hmm. And then if you can fund a charity at the same time, even better. So that yeah. that's kind of the rub is how much of one do you want and then the other. So if you did a swap meet, you could probably charge like an entrance fee, right? And then that, you know, whether yeah, or not- but I, yeah, that's becoming more work for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all it's it's it's, it's got to be a labor of love. Someone yeah. has to be like, but I really again, I'm trying this. to find something that is could be replicated <clears throat> anywhere nationally. Anyway, I'd like to get 
feedback from people if they have any ideas. Maybe there's something I'm just not thinking about, but uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a good problem. Um, you know what else is a good problem? Hold on, Emma's falling apart right now. <laughs> We're passing Sorry. notes. They're passing notes. <laughs> he just gave me a note <laughs> and a uh, sweet. And as the teacher would say, "Excuse me, Emma, you're gonna have to read that note." Out loud. Okay. Oh no. I'm yeah. going. I'm going the to read class. the note. To, to, oh yes. no. And there's there's a lovely. <laughs> Here, let let Joe read it. There, let Joe read it. There's okay. Well, I'll describe the picture. There's a lovely picture of a happy locomotive, and he's got lots of wheels, and he's number sixty nine, and there's a heart coming out of his funnel, and it's. Ah. <laughs> 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 Joe, what's it say? Uh, it says, I chew, choose you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's a dad joke. It's, it's a dad, dad joke. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a dad joke and a love note combined. Oh. Thank, thank wow, you. Wow, I have to admit that was not anywhere where I thought it was going. Oh, no. Choo, choo. Well, usually the notes me and Jim pass to each other are I, a badly drawn page, parts of a Well, I thought it was going to be. Um, it's quite. I think there's still a note over there. I think that's your rapper name, oh. C Nut, right? Oh, yeah. C Nut? No, C Nut. That's, that's your rapper name. Oh, C Nut. Oh. C Nut. Oh, that's what C Nut is. Yeah. I thought that was a martini glass, but apparently it's not. <laughs> no, that is that's actually an extremely badly drawn part of an anatomy. Okay. And you have to change the letters around. Joe, you remember earlier in the conversation, who did they say was the child behaving badly? <laughs> uh, I, I vaguely uh, remember it was you. Liza. Yes, it was you. But, Liza. you know, I, I, I think that we have evidence otherwise. Thank it's you. the heat. It's the heat. So, so back to my wonderful segue. Yes. So another good problem to have, um, decision-making time. So the weekend of July 17th. Oh, yes. Which also happens to be my birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. Which, um, Jim, if there's any way we can continue the tradition of my my birthday breakfast, I would love that so much. Is that on the wharf? No. Where do we go? What's that? You made it for me last year. Shrimp and grits? Shrimp and grits. Okay. Y'all, when we were on our trip last summer. Oh, on our trip. On my birthday, which I don't really celebrate my birthday. It's not a big deal. But he did not tell me. He secretly cooked up one of my favorite meals and served it to me for breakfast. I did. Shrimp and grits. Yep. Shrimp and grits. On the road. Where were we? Do you remember? Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That was good. That was a good road trip. Good breakfast. It was. Um, but we have a hard decision because there's two yep. events happening the same weekend. Yep. Okay. One of them is the, the Arma races at Laguna oh, Seca. Which is where I will be. That looks Which fun. is a lot of fun. Yeah. The other one is going to be at the IMS show. Mm. Is which that Vegas? At Sonoma. No. It's oh. at Sonoma Raceway. They're doing it outdoors mm. at Sonoma Raceway, which is huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, our friend Mike uh, messaged me and said, like, pre-ticket sales are looking like there might be 25,000 people there. But Sonoma Raceway can handle that. When it's an mm. outdoor event like that, no, it sounds could cool. be really cool, too. Yeah, it sounds cool. Let me know um, how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so your decision is made. Yeah. 
Oh, I will between that and going to Laguna to see vintage motorbikes yeah. race and yeah, be able to a, hang in the pits. And it's a no-brainer, really. Well, and especially because Yuri's going to be at yeah, Laguna. The, the, char- well, the characters at Laguna will be great, I'm sure. But well, the, you were there last year. But the year. weekend after is Moto America at Laguna Seca. No, the weekend before. Is That's before? 9th, 10th, 11th, yeah. Oh, so the weekend before. So we're going to be there the weekend one after weekend. Is, weekend after is Vintage Motorcycle Days. That's right. That's right. Vintage Motorcycle Days. Oh. Aren't you in Utah or somewhere? No, the weekend before, before and I'm in Utah. You've got a busy time, yeah, Liza. And, and actually, I have to uh, give you an update. I am I am not going to be coming down that weekend uh, the, of the 16th oh, and the yeah? 18th, unfortunately. Um, I Looking at uh, planning my ride out to Vintage Motorcycle Days, I, it would just would have been too, way too tight for me to make the trip down there. And then ride out to Vintage Motorcycle Days. Hey, so as long as you're going to be at Vintage Motorcycle Days, that's cool. That's yes. bitching. Yeah. And the N minus one bike will still be delivered and actually ahead of schedule because my housemate's going back down to the Bay Area, so oh. she's going to deliver it for me. So nice. That'll work out even better. So I'm I'm torn. There are two great events, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. But I'm going to be at Laguna Seca the weekend before. I don't know, uh, Joe. What would you do? Uh, the Vintage. Motorcycle days. So we're doing that two weekends after, but the weekend is Arma Racing, which Arma is a vintage racing, racing or yeah. the IMS show. The, the vintage racing, sorry. A vintage racing, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to do that too. Laguna yeah, I, know. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not, still not comfortable with 25,000 people yeah. right, <laughs> right now. But it's, I, out, it's all outdoors, uh, and it's a very large place. Yeah, Laguna is also in the backyard. So, I mean, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. People. It's a lot of people, right, Bagel? I, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I'm so stoked summer's here, though. We can yeah. do this stuff. Racing's happening. We can go watch goats. Go watch goats. <laughs> I'm going up in the Sierras this weekend. Um, ooh, I have a, another uh, question for everyone. Okay, so Joe here pulled up on a very pretty, shiny Harley Davidson. What model is it again? Uh, it's a Heritage Softail Classic. And Emma... Who can, uh, she always, you can tell, when there's a, a shiny surface, she she's checking herself out in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was looking at herself in those nice, it's not, what is, it's not it, a hubcap. What is it, it called? No, it's a hoober cap. It is a hoober cap? <laughs> it's a hoober cap. Hoober cap. <laughs> and uh, I. Uh, no, and in a concave surface, you always look great in a concave surface. I have always been captivated by my reflection in the back of a chrome turn signal because you look like you're on this giant chopper. So if you're like riding a Norton Commando with export bars on it and you look at yourself in the back of the turn signal, you think, Christ, I look cool. Well, it reminded me of something. I I agree. I've seen it. Yeah. So, I, Bagel, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it, it instantly reminded me of a thing called reflecto porn. Have you heard of this, Bagel? Oh. Jim, did you, did you Google I, it I yet? forgot to Google it. So, Goog- I, so I'm going to say, I? go ahead, okay. go ahead and Google reflecto porn. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. Porn. <laughs> so, like stuff that people post on eBay. My Google said <laughs> yeah. something yeah, went wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So, there's a lot of tea kettles for sale on eBay. And you got to look at the details. Chrome mirrors. Uh, yeah. So reflecto porn is naked people take pictures. Um, and I think it actually started out accidentally with somebody selling a tea kettle. They just took a picture while they're naked and didn't think. Oh, I actually know what this is now. I didn't know there was a term for taking your picture in the headlight 
Headlight <laughs> <Yeah>. chrome. <laughs> yes. And headlights are great for that. Just and uh, and mm-hmm. Harley Davidson Huber cap. Huber. Yeah, there's some pretty funny ones captured where you can tell like somebody's like wife who was in the background like <laughs> ironing naked or something and didn't realize. Oh jeez. Like uh, yeah. But um I wanted to ask a question. Uh what do you guys think would be the best bikes for reflecto porn? Well, it depends on the view you're looking for. I mean that Huber cap really takes some beating. Um but British bikes. I'm Brit- going to say a Norton Manx with a chrome tank. I say British yeah. British chrome. British chrome tends to be prove me wrong. Very very nice. Mm-hmm. And tell tell me, there's not a better uh, reflecto porn bike than a Norton Manx with a chrome tank. Well, are you talking about the tank? Would be your 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 viewpoint? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. With a chrome tank. Although yeah. I've got to be honest with you, yeah. those spotlights on the Heritage Softail. Are pretty good for reflecting. Are those the one like like that either side of the headlight? Yeah. So I will say yes. I I will say that shape of a headlight puts a very nice. uh, Yes, it works well for such a thing. (laughs) Bagel in the scooter world. What's good for reflecto porn? Nothing. Hmm. Well, actually. (laughs) Oh wait! I got it! I got it! For many. Oh no! No, hold on. There for many years. Their Vespa P200s had, uh, there were chrome side cowls available for them. Perfect, perfect opportunity for reflecto porn. I've got, I've got one answer, one one word that'll answer this quadrophenia. Oh. Well, that too, yes. (laughs) Mirrors, mirrors. mirrors. Oh my gosh. That is the best bike for reflecto porn. So if you use that bike that you mentioned bagel if you personally use that bike that you mentioned before for reflecto porn did it become a vespa pp 200 <laughs> a peeper yes, it it's the peeper dad joke you see <laughs> insert dad joke here and then also was it the is it the honda um was it the nighthawk there was or the there was one that had a chrome tank no, was yeah. it the dream no you Ooh. are thinking you are thinking the does, of the six, the 82 650 Nighthawk that had chrome stripes on the tank. Ooh. That's what you're thinking Ooh. of. No, I was thinking of the older one that was like a dream, but it's a... No, a lot of, a lot of Japanese bikes in the would 60s there be, had chrome, chrome mm-hmm. panels on the side Would of the there tanks. be a, a Triumph or a BSA engine that you could polish oh, to well, the extent? Because there's well, some BSA, BSAs in the 60s, certainly from like 65 onwards... Um, had these glorious little chrome tanks on. Mm. And they were painted in the middle, but the sides were chrome. You had this big pear-shaped BSA badge. And they were just absolutely superb. I wouldn't use it for porn, though, because it's quite a large surface, and you could see every detail. What about, oh, okay, I'm going to ask you an expert question here. What muffler would be good? Muffler. Because muffler, you could have the, the, you could have the. Dunstals? It's got to be a two into one. It could be a two into one. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or the classic, the muffler for refresh or porn. It's got to be the Triumph Raygun's. I was going to say Raygun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. It's got to be the the Rocket 3 or the Trident Raygun. It was either between because that they're tall. or Harley. Yeah. They're tall and flat. A lot of surface. A yeah. lot of surface to reflect from. But again, there's so much real estate. You see, the thing is... What's on the Hurricane? Uh, not, uh, Vetter's bike. What's the... 
the no, that's no he's got three individuals. Yeah. Okay, three yeah. individuals. The thing is with with effective porno. I mean, if you just stand there and then there it is, you see, you need a little bit of mystery. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so you don't want something with too much real estate because right. you know it needs to be a little veiled. It exactly because you know you need a nighty. So uh, I'm going to throw out one that you wouldn't think of, but, I, but I have a reason for it. The CX-500. And here's why. The CX-500 has kind of a flat top tank. They're really cool tanks, right? And I remember when I had my first one and it was black, but that black was so reflective. Like I could see the sky when I was riding in the tank because it's it, it's a flat top. That can be some good reflecto porn and a nice, really polished black CX-500 tank. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Reflected uh, in a plastic maggot. That, I mean, yeah. there is, that's aspirational, Except you'd have to it? be standing on the pegs taking yeah. the picture. <laughs> so I just came to the conclusion that, that I must have, a you know, this pension for uh, reflecto porn bikes. Oh. Because I have a CB1100EX, mm-hmm. and it's got those beautiful chrome fenders. Oh, yes. Oh. Like and, and most of the you know the eighties and and seventies uh, Japanese bikes had those beautiful chrome fenders and you know at the right angle that that could that could be nice. I've got a bike too to suggest yeah. as well. Uh, well, I probably a whole series the uh, BMW uh, like uh, the BMWs with the toaster tanks, the chrome toaster tanks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Back in the days, those would be good ones for sure. And you know it's funny how time has been kind to those toasters. Mm-hmm. You know, the word on the street is that BMW corporate were never fond of that bike. They they always thought it was far too garish. Um, <laughs> but looking back on it now, I mean, it's an absolute classic. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the management of BMW back in, God, I want to say it was 72, 72 or 73 it came down. It's like, dear God, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's far too, far too... Um, garish and ostentatious and hollywood for bmw people but we look back on it now and it's a great looking bike well i think that yeah. gives everyone something new to think about reflecto and of course, porn you know what yeah it, it's, it it's somewhat to safe to on. google right it, yes. if it <laughs> if it keeps people depends on what tab you click on I, look if it keeps people away from cake farts i'm all about it well here i'm going to i'm going to throw it out there if you have a great bike or scooter oh god no don't no no, porn, no don't take, send pictures take, take <laughs> unless a picture, it's a hayabusa take a picture and send it to Phil at clevelandmoto.com. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I know he'll appreciate it. <laughs> oh. um, no, I it, I think <laughs> I really want somebody to send some reflective porn to Phil, please. Oh I really do. No, I think they should. <laughs> With much hair. Yeah, I was going to say. Hair and sag. The more, the more her suit you are, the better it's going to be for Phil. Because he will enjoy that. So, um... Yes. <laughs> um, That's oh, Phil I'm, at I'm, Cleveland Moto. <laughs> com. I'm never polishing the chrome on my motorcycle ever again. Uh, <laughs> you looked a little uncomfortable there for a while. You had your arms all crossed. I was like, uh-oh. So I thought this uh, that we should do a, a sort of a check-in on each of our episodes where we go around the room and say if we've bought or sold any th- bikes recently. Jim. 
Mm. Have you bought or sold any bikes recently? Nope, and have no plans to really. Oh, yeah, you've no, been no, asking. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, but but I'm in no rush. I'm not buying asking. or selling. I got a new foldable mirror. That's okay. the big excitement in my life. Uh, I too do not have anything brewing. Um, Joe, how about you? Have you bought or sold anything recently? I am considering selling my CB1100EX. Mm. Um, I have to start commuting back into Seattle. Uh, I hadn't been commuting into Seattle, and it's a it's a bit of a heavy bike. Uh, my fear is, I think, uh, the last time I was commuting, I had a Ninja 650, which was pretty light. And, you know, you put your foot down in the wrong place and it goes into a pothole or something like mm-hmm. that. And you just go over and then you got to muscle the bike up. And I don't want to be dealing with that. So I'm thinking uh, I'm going to check out the CB500X. Mm-hmm. Very good bike. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go. That's, that's, I haven't test, test wrote it yet, but um, you'll you know. love it. I, have you looked at them on Craigslist? I bet they're fairly reasonable. No, now. nothing's reasonable. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, the whole motorcycle. Yeah, thing I'm, going I'm just going to buy. I, I think it's easier just to buy it new and yeah, totally. t- take the beating on it at this point in time. But the you know the 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 CB you know 1100EX is I'm going to almost get what I paid for it on the listings I've seen online. It's, right. awesome. it's crazy. Well, you know, it's it's a culty bike, and generally the quality bikes always sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to have to do the Reflecto Porn polish. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bagel, have you bought or sold anything recently? I have not bought or sold anything right. recently, not yet, but the bike behind me will be sold next month. All right. Emma. Right. Oh, Even God. this month, actually. Emma. You're going to be so mad with have me. Have you bought or sold anything recently? Yes. <gasps> I sold the Guzzi. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my. I mean... Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For people who are not familiar, can you please describe this Guzzi? um, It was a... It's kind of difficult to describe it because it it really had some origins as a cafe racer. Um, But I tend to put these big tractor bars on everything. Not least because my back is ruined. So I don't do um, uh, clubmans or clip-ons. But if you imagine a metal flake green cafe racer with big Z1 bars on it, that's kind of what the Guzzi was. And it was a fuel-injected 1100 bike. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded hum- great. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. sa- yeah, it took me a long Looked time great. to get it sounding that good. And, you know, it's, I had a lot of fun with it. But in truth, the moment that Trident was finished, that mm-hmm. was the death knell for the Guzzi. Because the Trident yeah. replaced it. Um, you know, I've got Made in England tattooed on my arm, not Made in Italy. And much as I loved it, mm-hmm. um, the Trident is... It's not a better bike, but it's a better bike for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. Trident is just a glorious well, the Gucci was something fun to do with it. It the was Triumph fun. is like who you are. Right, e- exactly. Um, and... It's, well, it's like Tubbo. Tubbo's not Tubbo's just something you did to kind of blow people's minds. Right, exactly. Tubbo's not really a riding bike. I mean, every time I take Tubbo out, I mean, I'm so damn terrified by it. <laughs> um, I just put it away again and swear Goldwing, never to go. Goldwing <laughs> Turbo with nitrous? What, right, what exactly. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with that? So I ride the thing, and I just end up in this shambling, nervous wreck. And just, I'm scared to look at it for a month, but... The Trident is something else completely. And I want to point out the Rufus. 
I'm going to be buried with Rufus. Mm-hmm. So don't even think that I will ever sell Rufus. Oh, we did an episode on that. Please don't do that. I hate it when people get buried with their bikes. <laughs> what? Oh, well, I wasn't planning on getting oh, that buried. Was, that was before you came. You know, there are people who actually do that. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of people who get propped up on their bike and make a giant clear coffin and then the whole thing gets lowered down. Look and at I this just, Russian. You'll see. I just think about what that bike looks like in like 5, 10, 20 years. I'm like, poor bike. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, well, you know, there was that, um, what was it, that brand new Plymouth Fury that got buried when it was brand new in 1957 in this concrete yeah. esophagus and they dug it up oh, and right. it, was, mm. it was completely ruined because the water got in it was such a shame it's a brand new car no um no chance of me ever selling rufus i will fight for that bike um the trident i suspect i will keep the trident as well i mean it's a very good bike it's a very good color um it's it needs constant fettling the thing is about the goozy it was such a tractor once I'd got it set up right, it really didn't give me any problem at all. Um, and, of course, I did um, mods and rockers on it. Oh, yeah, Eliza's showing me a picture of a dead person sitting on a Harley mm-hmm. in a glass box. Very nice. Look at that nice Harley. It's going to be buried. That's okay. He's happy. Um, so, yeah, sold a goozy. I'm wow. sad. I, well, I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. You know, yeah. um, you'll be a lot less sad when you see me tooling around on the Trident. Mm-hmm. Well, you, need, you, had, mm. you needed some room. I mean, it's not like... You well, have- you know, I'm kind of running out of real estate. And my new... I have a new project. I have a new project. Wait, what? Is this what we saw split Wait, out? Wait, is this four wheels or two? No, two. Okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 top secret for now. But I will. It's 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 going to be very nostalgic, and it's going to be very loud, and it's going to be very fast. Did you get? Oh, I know what you've been wanting to buy. Is it one of those? No. Okay. Oh no, this is something. This is something quite different. Um, Does it have three letters on the tank? No. Okay. It has a story though, doesn't it? it kind of does. Yeah. It's all my bikes have a story. You know that the, the did I ever tell you the story of the Trident? I'll pretend I haven't heard it. It's, it was a one-owner bike. The guy bought it new in 1972, and he rode it through college. And then he did, I think he did about 18,000 miles on it, riding around through college. And what young men do when they mm-hmm. own a good-looking bike. I find that bike. to be the average miles on, like, 1970s bikes. Right, exactly. And then he put it away, and he had this notion that I'm going to restore it. And so he put it away, I want to say, in 1976. I think Mm -hmm. he said 76. He put it away and he took it apart. And then there it sat until I came along. So it's essentially, it's a one-owner bike. Um, And I come across that a lot. Rufus is a one-owner bike before me. That was bought new. You know, I like these very, very original low mileage bikes. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up that way. I mean, every nut and bolt and screw and piece of paint on Rufus is original. The Trident, I went somewhat a slightly different direction with it. 
but essentially, I mean, its heart and soul is exactly the same one that left Birmingham in 1973. Well, much like my KZ400. Yes. Which was so one owner-ish in that there was a middleman who found who took it out of the garage and listed it. Right, right, right. On like eBay or whatever where I bought it. But um we rode it today. Yes, and it's getting there. I mean, we it's it's very much the home stretch. Yeah, so last week I finally just bucked up and pulled the carbs and <clears throat> all I needed really was some seals, but uh since I was replacing seals, just do it do the whole thing. Do it all. Drilled it out and everything. <laughs> yeah. Hogged um, out no, the jet. Hogged out the jet. <laughs> Send the pig through there. Reset. No, shit I replaced up, everything. Um, but riding it today, it's still not quite there. Still, when you get up in the higher RPMs, it feels like it's asking for more. It sounded but, good heading out and coming back. I tell you though. what, it, but you're thinking it, it might rum, be rum. spark plugs. I think so. I mean, you know what? This, I, I have this sneaking suspicion. Mm-hmm. That if you put a spe- set of really good spark plugs mm-hmm. in that bike, and like, like iridium or yes, oh, okay, and <laughs> and plugs and points, yeah, as uh, plugs and points, uh, points and condenser, yeah, a genuine. Don't mess about. I did the condenser already. Okay, we'll put a nice set yeah. of points in it. I did. I did all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll set up the timing just so. Put some meridian plugs in it. I think it's going to sing. I think I put plugs into it. I'm not sure. Because remember, it didn't have a spark at first. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I changed all the coil. All the wires all the, all and all that stuff. Not the wiring, but I changed the coil. I just meant the wire that goes yeah. from the coil to the spark plug. Uh, or have you looked at that? Well, uh, well, you can look, yeah, at, the, you can look right, at the spark well, and see how the spark is. You'll know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, I can get some better spark plugs. Uh, yeah. You don't think I, mean, I need to... Plug. Go ahead, Bagel. Spark plug wires aren't that much, though, are they? No, but I have to check if this coil... Well, it's a new coil, so that well, is... Yeah. Have you held the new. spark plug to the cylinder head and just but, see how the spark is? A while ago when I determined that, yes, we now have spark. Oh. So it's a new coil. Maybe it's new. Those are all new. We're, okay. We'll get, we're very much getting to the home stretch with that bike. It's a lovely... They've always been a good favorite of mine, the KZ400. But what I haven't done is inspected the spark plugs. Right. So that will be the And I don't step. think we've ever done the valve clearances on that bike either. Yeah, so that'll be yeah. it. And then the steering head bearings. Yes. And lube the oh, cables. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, which is pretty common. Which I'm things. expecting that'll be ball bearings in there. Yes, it will. And so um, balls. Uh, yeah, balls. Uh, so, but I'm not going to replace it with the tapered bearings. Oh, really? Okay. No, but for anyone who is going to do what I'm going to do, I don't. I don't know if you guys have ever taken part. Or Jim, you did when on your Ascot, you replaced mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, well, I, I um, went with tapered bearings. A good trick when you're dealing with ball bearings. Mm-hmm. Is to cut up a like a Coke can or a beer can. You know this trick, right, Emma? Yeah. Yes. And so you cut it up so it's like a flat sheet, and you can roll it up and stick it down in there. So it's stand, it's up in the middle, and it keeps the balls from falling down in. Mm, nice. You can use that for the top, not the bottom. <laughs> yeah, with with the bottom, I you just kind of drop it down a little bit, and well, the, you know the trick I've always employed. Yeah. Is that you obviously take the front wheel out so you're not manhandling the whole front end. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I usually go into the kitchen and get the washing up bowl and just kind of put it under the front of the frame so that when you right. pull the triple trees out, all the ball bearings fall in the washing up bowl. Mm. 
And then the important thing, when you've got all the little bearings, you scoop them all up and then you due to, you clean the washing up bowl thoroughly. So when Kathy comes in, <laughs> she doesn't look at it and say, what are these black marks in here? And I get yelled at again. Oh, Promptly fill it with squid ink pasta. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm going to keep going on that. I'm getting closer and closer. It does sound good. But I wanted to take some time to get to know Joe, who's mm-hmm. here with us. Hello, Joe. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you had a nice ride down here. Yes. So where did you come from? Uh, I, I came outside of just outside of Seattle, uh, and I rode uh, down to Portland uh, to visit with a friend. I'm sorry, Joe. Can I stop you one second? Sure. Uh, Emma, is that note for the entire classroom? <laughs> it is. Um, I'm not even actually sure. What, I, think, I think you should give it to Joe to read. It, oh, no. It, no, it doesn't <laughs> say anything. He has to interpret it. Is this a rabbit? It's, it's hieroglyphics. What is with the note passing? I think is You know, a, if you ignored us, Liza, yeah. we wouldn't even be... I think that's a rabbit. No, thanks. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I just recognized it immediately. <laughs> oh, God, I know what it is. <laughs> I choo choose you. <laughs> it was a pic- I'm guessing this one wasn't. It was a picture joke. of a knob riding a scooter. Oh. A knobberist. <laughs> <laughs> the sobbing knobberist. The sobbing knob. There was a sobbing knobber, wasn't it, Emma? <laughs> oh, no. oh, is that what the drops were? It was a sobbing knob. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> Okay, but Joe, so you came all the way down the Pacific Coast Highway? Uh, not all the way. I, I, I started off, I went to Portland to visit a friend and then went down to Eugene, right near where Bagel is, mm-hmm. uh, right. to visit my youngest uh, for a couple of days. Um, since I uh, I had this trip planned, I saw them yesterday and I'm going to see my son tomorrow down in uh, Southern California. So, uh, no one on Father's Day, but at least I'm going to get <laughs> either side of Father's Day. Either side of Father's Day. Uh, but I did, uh, right from U- Eugene, I went out to Florence and then got on the uh, Pacific Coast hi- Highway from Florence, Oregon, all the way down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last night I spent uh, the night just in Fortuna, uh, just south of Eureka. I think you probably crossed paths with Cheryl and Bob as they were heading back up north. You know, they were going to, um, they were on Friday, they were going to go down south. And they were heading down PCH. They got to Moss Landing, and there was so much traffic, they aborted mission and just turned around and came back. And it actually changed their whole trip. Um, They were going to go south and then head back to Boston. But that and the heat wave that's happening Mm. thought maybe not the best time to go through Death Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they went up north. So how was it? Was it the most perfect ride? It it is... um by far the best ride I've been on. I mean, uh, the one thing that's amazing about California is, you know, one minute you're riding in the the redwoods, the next minute you're ri- riding out on the coast. You you go, uh, you know, a few miles further down the road, and you're you're in uh, farmland. It, it it the the terrain is just constantly changing. And I, I went. Th- I, one thing that's interesting is you you have to be prepared in in terms of your your what you're wearing because you'll go from freezing on the coast early in the morning to yeah baking when you're out in the middle of those farm fields so yeah it's it's uh, but it was it was great it was a great great ride uh it does 
it took far longer than I anticipated to get down from Fortuna to here today. Uh, I, I was planning on maybe six or seven hours on the, the road and it was more like 10, um, right. you know, just with the traffic and, you know, you inevitably are looking for some, uh, um, you know, the passing lane along the way so you can get past the, the slow people. It's just, it's a little bit frustrating, but uh, the first part of the ride was fantastic because I leave, I left at 6 a.m. and there was no one on the road and it was just like the road was my own and it was beautiful. That's glorious. Um, and I bet you kind of got bogged down in San Francisco because traffic is always gruesome around there. Yeah, and and I'm, you know, I, I last time I was down here, I lane split on a it was a, I guess a, a MT 07, uh, mm-hmm. and and that that was like no problem. I could do that, but with the Harley, with the big highway bars and the and the saddlebags, I'm I'm a little, little yeah. bit more cautious and a little bit nervous uh, about about lane lane splitting. So I didn't. I didn't do a lot of it, so, which could have, would have helped. So, what was your route through um, through that part? You 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 basically you were heading south on Highway One. Mm-hmm. So, I guess you picked up um, Highway One Hundred One close to the Golden Gate. Went across the Golden Gate and then Nineteenth Street out of the city, and then kind of across to Pacifica. Uh, you got it. There exactly. you go. It's I mean, it's beautiful route. Oh, it is, and it's funny you'd mention um, like how the, the the temperature can change. You know, I know I've been in up in Mendocino County, where like in the golden the, it was the the Emerald Triangle region to the east, where it can be you know it was over a hundred degrees, I think a hundred and two, and then we left camping up there, went to the coast, like maybe what twenty five miles as a crow flies, thirty miles, it was fifty eight degrees, right? And so the so the the diversity out here is nuts, oh, and. Yeah. And it gets really twisty and stuff as you get closer to San Francisco. I mean, there's a lot of twists. But as you come into San Francisco and you, and the Golden Gate and all that, it's pretty mind blowing, isn't it? Oh, it's it's just an incredible ride. I mean, it's a bucket list ride. So i I had the opportunity. I had some use or lose uh, time at work. Um, my wife couldn't take time off, um, so it was like, okay. Uh, I asked friends; no one was available. I said, okay, solo. Here I go. I'm yeah. going. Uh, so th- I would say if, if I could do it again, I would really shoot for having more time Yeah, because I, you know, I was on the road a lot, uh, for the last few days. And then I'm going to get down to Southern California, spend four days down there with some friends. And then I got, I'm going to be taking I five back, which has got me concerned about the, the drought, the heat. Right. Uh, it's going to be brutal. I have a cooling vest just in case. Oh, what is, do you have a camelback? What, what, what are you doing? Um, Liza, yeah, camelback camel. too. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. on, when you were going over the Golden Gate, what was what time of day and what was the weather like? Uh, so it must have been around uh, one thirty-two, and it was windy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. the, the the other thing that that's interesting is I mean I'm used to some wind in, in going over the bridge from um, the east side to Seattle, uh, but th- 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 there was some nice wind on this ride at least even on the in the farmland coming off the coast Mm -hmm. where you're literally counter steering into the wind and the bike is nice and leaned over uh it was it was fun but you know it it was a great great um ride a golden gate bridge is is something to 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 ride across i really i i had the opportunity to run across it years ago i was running i ran both you know across and then back uh but riding it was was nice um, I'd like to uh, interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need a quick break. 
for a dad joke moment, uh, <laughs> d- uh, do we have a dad who can share a dad joke with us right now? Jim, are you with me? Do you have a dad joke? Amazingly enough, I do have a, a dad joke. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My wife and I, well, I'll throw that one out. Um, <laughs> I like this one. I'm afraid for the calendar, Liza. Why? Its days are numbered. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, uh, Joe, so how many bikes do you have? I have two. All right. So you've got your Harley and then your Honda. Su- the CB1100. CB1100. What have you had in the past? Um, the first bike I had was a GS450T. Um, mm. No, that's a good bike. Yeah, it was uh, when I was in college. It was uh, it was a nice first bike. Uh, and then uh, years later, I got a um, Honda Shadow 750, uh, which... Solid. Yeah, Solid. yeah just a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a great, easy... I think of that as a young dad bike. Yes, it was a young dad bike. It was (laughs) exactly what it was. Exactly. And then, um, you know, I I didn't ride for a long time. Um, I moved from New York uh, to the to the Pacific Northwest, and I was like, I, you know, this is the perfect place to ride. You know, just the the West Coast is with all the the uh, mountains and Mm -hmm. the you know going out towards the sea. It's just an incredible place to uh, to to ride. So. I decided to to get a Harley finally because you know of course my uncle rode a Harley, my eldest cousin rode a Harley, you know it was it was just something that you know reminded me of my childhood and the um, heritage reminds me of those bikes you know it's all chrome and it's it's nice and it's actually very versatile I love that bike so you can take the saddlebags off I can take the windshield off I put an air ride suspension in it I can drop it down I can make it you know look look like a you know less of a touring bike and and uh, just ride it around town uh, and then uh, I started commuting with that bike into mm. Seattle and that's when I was like not a great bike to commute back and forth because you know we don't have lane splitting but you know you right. you you, you, you want to Bend the rules. Didn't a they bit. just? Nope. No. Didn't they just have it? Vito up didn't. Vito yeah. didn't. Oregon and I can't and, believe and that. Seattle. Um, Why? Seattle dumped it too. It's just annoying. I don't. I don't get it. That's I don't nice. get it either because it's such a. It, it. It's so much safer. Yeah, when Cheryl and Bob were here, they said it was amazing. Like people split. They're like everywhere else. If we do it, people like close in to get yes. us. Well, yes, someone exactly. explained. I met somebody from Texas the other day over the hill, and I commute every day, so we deal with it. And um, he said, "No, when you lane split in states where it's not allowed, it's considered aggressive behavior by yes. the yeah. motorcyclist." Yeah, I was like, "And they what? will stop yeah. you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I got a um, uh, Ninja 650R. It was mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, it was a 2011 bike. Uh, I got it uh, in 2016 uh, with um, 300 miles. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm always curious what the story is on these uh, Well, this one was pre-scratched. Let's just say that. So is this like somebody <laughs> buys a bike and then drops it and then just never rides third it? Third owner. What? <laughs> I was the third owner. Wow. I he, You see that with like 250s, but... I, the, the, apparently, he bought it from somebody with like 100 miles on it, literally like... And and he said, yeah, the, 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 they dropped it a couple of times. You, could, you know, scratches on the. And fairing. they were like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this just brings up a whole other thing we haven't talked about in a long time. We won't go into detail now, but when people 
walk into a dealership to buy a bike that is not the right bike right. for them. And yes. that's, and, that's and, irresponsibility yeah. on the part yeah. of the dealer. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Joe, and mm-hmm. it, may, it might be quite a tough one, but we, we have listeners who cover this huge spectrum of people riding bikes. And it's really going back to your days as um, a young father on the shadow. Did you ever feel morally questionable riding a motorcycle as a young dad? Did you ever feel that it was something that was a little too selfish a pursuit? Yes. And and it was made more difficult by... Um the woman I was married to at the time. Right. We discussed this, <laughs> that you now have the new and improved wife. But, you know, we we have a lot of listeners who have been riding motorcycles for a long, long time or on the cusp of fatherhood. And the same applies to mothers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have um, somebody who's been riding a bike for a great many years. It's a huge part of their life. And then having a child suddenly pops into their life. And there's all kinds of these moral decisions to be made. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to take the moral high ground here, but it's a it's a very personal decision, isn't it? Yeah, I think there was there was more than um, just that uh, when I when I uh, I, I got uh, got off the bike. It was also I, I wasn't a, a, as good a rider as I am now. I mean, right. I um, didn't take the MSF. You know, it's the typical thing. You know, you, you, you get your first bike. You 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 have a friend who can ride it home because they have their license. They ride it home. You ride it around. You get your permit. You ride around a couple of cones. Mm-hmm. You get your license. And, you know, you're not well-trained. Right. Uh, and when I got the the shadow, you know, I, I was getting experience, more experience. I had experience on the bike, but I never really felt... You never like, had that formal training. Yeah, like I was really confident on the bike. I will say now, you know, I've taken uh, advanced rider courses. And, you know, if I get a new bike, I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, an advanced rider course with the new bike just so that right. I, I can get more comfortable with it. And I'm a much more confident rider. Uh, I don't take as many chances. So I think, you know, as a as a as a young father, it was it was it was the right decision to basically put it aside because right. I didn't I didn't have the confidence that I thought you know that right. I felt comfortable with and. Um, and I was at pressure, <laughs> and then you look at your children, and they're like, oh. You know, uh, you know, Daddy, you're going to be home. Yeah, I'm coming back. That's right. You know, I mean, well, another thing I'll mention to let you off the hook is it's also time. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. We, yeah. when we go for a ride, it's probably what at least an hour, yeah. if not ten, yeah. sometimes, and that's time away oh, from the kids. Yeah. And God, you know, it's so easy to lose yourself. On I was, a bike. T- it, yeah, I was telling Adrian today. She came by, and I was like, "Hey, the days are long, but the years are short." Yeah, that flies by. So I, you know, yeah. it, it's just it's time away. Too. Right, and and I'm I'm old for five with my kids. None of them want to ride a motorcycle. I don't know what I did wrong. It's, <laughs> dude, it's it's a mixed blessing. Yeah, you know what else is short? A dad joke. Let's hear uh, it. All right, okay, uh, Emma. Yes, darling. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? I do not know. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? So sophisticated. 
Wow. You want to see my dad bod now? <laughs> no. Again, we were showing dad bods earlier, but that's another story. So, um, Joe, what do you think your next spike will be? I think it's, uh, I'm looking at the CB 500X. Yeah. And you think, are you going to do With any nobbies. like dirt riding on it? Well, I, I took the CB 1100 um, uh, uh, EX on a fire trail. Not the smartest idea. No. Um, it was fun. But you have a story to tell. Yeah. I have a story to tell. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was not the the right bike, but it got certainly, I, I definitely want to do something. Have you uh, seen the adventure kit that's available? Yeah, the him? rally oh, raid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really nice. Well, what I'm really looking for is the just a, a, a good solid commuter that I could do some things right. on the side, side with. Uh, the Harley to me is, you know, like this, going on a long trip. It's yeah. great. You pack up, throw a big bag on it. And you can just go go off and go a hotel. <laughs> what about hotel a uh, what about a Ducati Scrambler? Uh, you know what I I, I um I think you'd look good on one. Uh, it's they're they're Ducati great Scrambler. Ducati scale. <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of um, low what? maintenance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I, I mean, I, I do. do you said com- you shit. said commuter. Well, yeah. I mean you. In relative terms, the the Ducati Scrambler is a simplish bike compared to, say, a Multistrada. It's, it's not a Honda, bike. but yes, it's yeah, not no, a Honda. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, no, and then the other thing is like the CB eleven hundred EX. One of the things that, that I have concern about is it's got tube tires. Now, if I get a flat, I, I can't even just put a. I can't fix it like on the side of the road pretty easily, which I can do with the. I did that on my Ninja. I could just carry a, a, a tubeless repair kit right. and a little small compressor. Got a flat on the way home, pulled over to the side, saw the screw, pulled it out, plugged it, filled it up with air, and I was back on the road within within you know minutes. Right. And and you know and I I think for me that that's the sort of kind of commuter yeah. bike I want. Oh. Yeah. Um, Liza. What? Liza. What? Um. Would can you like I, to hear another dad joke? Can I tell another? Can I tell a dad joke, please? Okay. Can, can I tell a dad joke for our listeners in England? Yeah. Because you Americans won't get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's two whales swimming along. Is it like the country or the animal? No. Oh, I guess it'd be Welsh. <laughs> no, no, whales. I'm trying to keep up. I'm an American. No, it's just, it's just, Are they Welsh whales? They're yes. Welsh whales. <laughs> okay. So there's two whales swimming along. And the one whale says to the other, he said, Oh, I just remembered. I'm glad I ran into you. And he reaches into his pocket and he, he pulls out this very, very poorly looking calamari and he hands it to his friend and he says, That's the six quid I owe you. Uh, <laughs> I get it. No, you don't. I've been in a pub or two. Okay, very good. Six uh, quid. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a I, good one. Okay. I Speaking of the kids, I think I had Seamus in a pub in Scotland. He was like 12. Oh, you, you, I, t- I swear to God, you tip a, a UK bartender, I think they'll stab somebody for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were whiskey tasting, too, and we're at Glen Morangy. There he is, like 12 years old. <laughs> thought his head was going to catch on fire. <laughs> All right, Jim, you got another dad joke there? Oh, yeah, yeah me at the moment. <laughs> no, do I have to read another one? Yeah, there's one there. I really like the 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 Parisian one, I believe. Oh, I like the Will Smith one. <laughs> uh, I don't have that one, but I'll tell you the one. Okay, how do you follow Will Smith, Joe, in the snow? 
I don't know. You follow the Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. I have. <laughs> I I have a final dad joke because I you know I feel very left out by this and I think there should be mom jokes as well but um, oh, I got your, your mom so hairy Bigfoot stops to take pictures of her wow oh no not yours in particular no um so um <laughs> you wonder why I get in fights <laughs> Darth um Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are sitting in a room together. And um, Darth Vader goes, Luke, goes, Luke, I know what you're getting for Christmas, Luke. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker says, how do you know that, Vader? He said, I felt your presence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That's uh, a good touch. That's a good touch. <laughs> 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 All right. I have one for you. Okay. Very good. What do a tick... And the Eiffel Tower have in common. Je ne sais pas. Mm, fromage. They're, they're both parasites. Oh, oh my oh. God. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, I wanted to get into some emails. We've had so many great emails. Bagel, check your, your email. There's one sent oh. to you. Um, let's start with, I wanted to read this one. Because uh, this is uh, some news that happened this week. Uh, and this one is from Trevor. He says, hey, to the Misfit crew, I've not been a longtime listener, but a mass consumer of your podcast for about a year now. I've listened to all your recent podcasts and have started from episode one now. Ooh, Ooh cool. I wanted to talk to you all about the recent events happening in the motorcycle community. So I don't know if any of you guys are on TikTok, but there's a guy by the name of, it's Fresh 10, but... The E is a three, so like a backwards E. Fresh 10 that was always upbeat and had an amazing attitude. He brought a lot of bikers together in many ways, and he's been uh, following his content for a while and enjoyed it, and I checked it out. He's got a lot of really cool stuff on there. Well, he passed away this week in a motorcycle accident. I'm very sorry Um, to hear that. The sad and tragic accident has brought together a lot of bikers and started this mass movement of bikers in his memory. It's really moving to see. I wanted to bring it to your attention and see if you knew about it. I highly re- recommend looking into it. So if you want to check that out, again, it's FR3SH10, so Fresh 10. And he says, P.S., I ride a 2018 Suzuki SV650. My up-the-butt bike would have to be a Ninja H2R. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's legit. An R1 or maybe even a, a Triumph Speed Triple if I have enough booze in me. <laughs> Love y'all and keep making the great content. Thank you, Trevor, uh, for bringing that to my attention. I have not been following him, but he looks like he was somebody who was really positive um, and a good representative of the motorcycle community. Fresh 10. So check that out. All right, Emma, you got something there? Yeah, this is quite a long one, so bear with me. And I do want to read it in toto, as it were. Yes. So, hello, Misfits. I have a question for everyone. So, recently I had a crash on my 2014 Tiger 800 ABS. Mm -hmm. That is a Triumph, you know. Despite being airborne at some points, I was very lucky to have no injuries thanks to the full gear I always ride with. My bike, on the other hand, sustained damage to both sides. The crash bars and the luggage took the brunt of it. But the cockpit area was almost completely destroyed and the left side of the tank was bent in. 
Luckily, the instrument cluster was intact and the bike was rideable, though it felt a bit wobbly. I got it back to my garage, which is only about five miles away. Um, Since then, I've removed the broken parts, most of the plastics and zip tied the instrument cluster to the front, went for a test ride. The bike felt okay, except for when I take my hands off the handlebars. The bike starts to lean to the right slightly, but noticeably. I've done the string alignment method and I've loosened and tightened the bolts on the forks to see if that would help, but no avail. I do not have in- if collision coverage on this bike, so I won't be getting any money for it. But the insurance company also doesn't require me to have it inspected, so the title is still technically good. I'm not sure what to do at this point. I have an appointment to bring it in mid-July to a shop, and if they can solve the problem, I'll spend the money. I worked an estimate of about $2,000 which parts which I could install myself. But I'm not sure if they will be able to do anything, in which case I'll be out about 250 bucks for the labour tow and have a fucked bike but with a clean title. I've never parted a bike out. It seems like a huge pain. Um, it is, Ray. Don't do it. Um, another crappy thing that I didn't get to ride much last season and next year I won't be able to do either to do my job. I want to ride with my wife as much as I can this season before the snow comes in October, but her FZ07 isn't very fun to up because they are quite small. I'm very tempted just to get another bike for now. I can afford it and deal with the Tiger later. But the money I use to get another bike could go to parts for the Tiger. And if I get another bike, I wouldn't know what to do with the Tiger if it can't be fixed. So I'm in a bit of a pickle. Any tips what the problem could be, or should I save it for the shop? Should I say, fuck it and get a new bike? Of course I want to, but I do have another financial goals. LOL. Speaking of pickles, I've been emailing with Junkie over at Creative Riding, (laughs) and he has been super helpful, so I want him to shout him out. Um, I also wanted to shout out a company, Bell Helmets. Yeah, they're very good. They've been at it for years. The helmet I have saved. Uh, the helmet I have saved my noggin for sure. The helmets always fit me well, and the quality safety for what you pay is great. I also discovered they have crash helmet replacement program as well as discounts for military and first responders. Thanks, y'all. Keep the rubber side down, and that is from Ray Le. Is it Libero? Um. So yeah, as as the mechanic here, I think you really have the most input, and I. I mean, for a bike like that, you can replace parts. You can. But but not if. Well, here's, here's the dirty little secret of crash bars and guards and mm-hmm. frame protectors that you basically bolt on the bike. Cosmetically, they will save a lot of things. Mm-hmm. However... If they're strong enough and you go down hard enough, they'll bend a frame. Yeah. And so the Tiger 800 is a very, very interesting beast. It's um, a relative, It's an adventure bike, so it's quite big and rangy, but it's quite lightweight. So a lot of the components are made out of lighter weight materials. Mm. I'm not saying at this stage, Ray, you've got a bent frame, but you may have. Yeah. Where I would put my money, if it went down hard at the front, and knowing these bikes as I do, I would say you've got a 
bent lower triple tree. Mm. I think the where the stem gets pushed through the triple tree at the bottom. So you've got um, a very, very thin wall steel mm. tube that basically goes from the lower triple tree to the top through the through the headstock of the bike. And the aluminum or the aluminium, because it's an English bike, gets pressed onto the tube at the bottom and is held on to the top with nut. Yeah. Which is chrome mm. and is good reflection in it. Um, <laughs> however, if you went nut. if you went down hard enough at the front, you you kindly sent a picture of the bike, and you've had quite an impact on that, haven't you, dear? Have a look at that, Joe. Crunch. Mm. Mm. Um, that has sustained quite an impact, and especially if you or the bike was airborne, I would suspect you've just put a little kink in that. Um, tube going up through the uh, low, lower triple tree. And the the problem is to determine if it has a bent frame or not is quite a process taking it to a shop. It is. You got to take a lot of stuff off and measure yes. stuff. It's So you're getting into money just to determine if it's bent or not. I would suggest, because you've left us a few clues and you've left a few that we don't know anything about, I'm guessing the shop you're taking it to has a reputation for honesty and having good work. I hope. That's step one. Step two, obviously, you're financially, you're quite flush because you can afford a new bike. So I would say at this stage of the game, if it if the toe to the shop and the labor to check why your bike is pulling to one side is 250 bucks. Spend it. Because there's a variety of reasons why you should. If you don't, there's absolutely no point in bolting good parts on a bent bike. You know, it'd be like building a beautiful mm. house with no foundation. You need to know if that bike's straight or not. And if this shop has got the wherewithal and has got the gumption to say, we will tell you if this bike is straight for an hour's labor or where it's bent for an hour's labor. Um, and 250 bucks covers the toe and that labor spend it. And one of two things is going to happen when you get that diagnosis. They're going to say it's this part and it's going to be a part you can either buy new or buy off eBay and bolt it on and basically rebuild mm -hmm. your bike. Or they're going to say it's the frame. If it's the frame, then you've got a tough decision to make because your bike is basically, you know, it's a 2014 Triumph. What are you going to do with it? And a motor swap is not that easy on a bike like that. Right? It's not a five-minute job. Yeah. What I would do, because they're very good bikes, you know, so here's how I would play it if Ray was me and I was Ray. If Ray was me, he'd have a fabulous shoe collection. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, here's what I do, Ray. Spend the 250 bucks. If it's a smaller component, component like the lower, lower triple tree, rebuild the bike, go among your merry way. If it is a big component, if it's the frame, and they say, the frame is bent, you're done. Say, okay, get the bike towed back to your house. Don't part it out. Replace it with Triumph Tiger 8. 
100. Yeah. And then you have basically enough parts to keep, as long as you don't wreck it, to keep your new Tiger 800, which is a fine bike, on the road forever. Because you're going to have wheels, you're going to have bearings, you're going to have a bloody engine. That So you can basically ride that bike to oblivion and have everything you need to replace it. And if you ever come to sell the replacement bike, you can say, well, guess what? I've got a complete second bike with a clean title that comes as parts. And that's actually going to add value to the other one. Don't part your bike out. It's a mugs game. There's everyone... When I look through Craigslist and you see the odd bikes come up, you always see them come up and they get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, and then they start getting sold off for parts. And what happens is, right, I'm going to sell it for parts and I'm going to make a fortune. And you stay, say, start off with a bike that's worth $2,000, and you sell, like, the engine for $1,000, and then the exhaust for $500. And you think, great, this is brilliant, it's going well. And then you end up with a bunch of crap in your garage that nobody (laughs) buys. And that's what happens. And I guarantee you, if you part that bike out, you will take 90% of it to the landfill in five years. And you'll have the pleasure of looking at your smashed up bike every time you go into the garage for the next five years. The reality is if you do sell it, you sell, you know, list the engine. Engine for a thousand, whole you know, whole bike for eleven hundred, whatever. Yeah, just take it you away. You want them to take it away, right? So that's that would be, I feel, a good plan. But at this stage, I think spending the money to get it professionally checked, because I mean, you're dealing with potentially a bent bike. You need a yeah. pro to check it. If the shop you are taking it to have the true wherewithal to check it. Mm-hmm. and are willing to stand behind that diagnosis, you cannot go wrong. It's only 250 bucks. It's nothing. Because you're talking about totaling a five $6,000 bike. Right. So 250 bucks in the big scheme of things, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Well, and if it truly is a, you know, a bent frame, um, give us a call. Uh, we got a friend named Paul Brown who would probably be very interested in that. <laughs> oh, for the dirt bag. <laughs> it doesn't say where is he is. Great dirt bag, right? Well, it doesn't say where he is. <laughs> no, I but don't know if um, you know, I mean, the good news, Ray, is it's unlikely to be a frame. I mean, as lightweight as the Tiger Eight Hundreds are, it's quite a strong, um, quite a strong unit. That yeah. frame on that bike and. And I'm going to say, too, on um, an adventure bike, it's okay to have some dings and bruises. And yeah, it I doesn't mean, have know, to be a perfect bike. You know, it's like... It the, makes it even cooler. It's like the truck syndrome. I mean, if you're driving a truck with a wax job on it, I think you need to really study your life choices. If you're, <laughs> if you're driving a truck with a bashed-up tailgate and one door the wrong color... Yeah. I think you're on the right you're, you're truck. Life right. You can yeah. have you can have big mirrors if that were your truck. The one they hate is those trucks with the big mirrors that stick out and the trailer hitch is as new as <laughs> yeah. the day they got. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, <laughs> um, and so it is with adventure bikes. You know, you need a little bit. Um, I have to say, by the way, I got to tell you, Jim, talking about adventure bikes, mm. your Honda Rally Raid mm-hmm. is the cleanest I have ever seen it today. I have it cleaned it. It shines like a new pin. I have cleaned it. Well, you know, I got um, 
the hell they called? What's the stuff you don't? You, what's the stuff you spray on your? It's called so soap, darling. Off? It's called Silicone? soap. Yes, soap. Oh, and then uh, yeah, I got these armor all wipes, so I cleaned it, lube chain, all that kind of stuff, and then took a little armor all wipe around things. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I got too much time on my hands. All right, <laughs> Jim, you got one to read? I do, and this is from Furman. Yeah. Hey, Furman. Uh, Furman. Liza, Liza, this one's right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, longtime listener, sometimes emailer. <laughs> so I am riding my Sport Tour S1000XR. Ooh, mm-hmm. so that's the mm-hmm. BMW set yeah. in line four. That really cool sport upright. adventure bike. It's like the Versus <clears throat> version, but in a BMW. It looks yeah. really fun, like comfortable and fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I better, how, hey, Emma, do you know how much horsepower that thing makes, the BMW S1000XR? Yeah. That in line four? It's oh, the XR. Well, the, yeah. the sport ones are way above 200. I think the, the, the XR is the sit-up one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like 180. Jeez, it's lots. Louise. That sounds like mm-hmm. a fun bike to ride. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, he rides that on his uh, favorite back roads coming uh, up on some nice S-curves. Made it around the first curve and hit the brakes. Oh, no. A parade of cruisers, 10 or more side-by-side going 500 the speed limit. They see me but won't let me through. What do I do? Most of the time, I just pass all of them in one shot. Yes. End of email. Uh, but that makes for some pissed off cruiser riders. I just don't get it. If I have a group of sport bikes riding faster than me, I give them room to pass. So what does Furman do? He rolls up on a, a group of Harleys going slow. This is a good question. His bike has 180 horsepower. I mean, come on. This is a good question. And as somebody who has led large groups of riders on big twins, my job is to just keep riding consistently in in pattern, you know, and keep the group safe to where we're going. And there are times that you're getting passed by guys on sport bikes. I've been on the Dragon on big cruisers, right? Um, you got to do what you got to do. I got to do what I got to do. And what I got to do is keep my group safe and ride at a consistent pace. To try and get the group to slide over to let you pass, I, I mean, we would want to, but it's a lot to coordinate. I mean, Joe, you ride, uh, do you ride with friends on, on Harleys? No, you have no friends. Okay. Um, sorry. How big are we talking about? How big are we talking about? I don't know, but I mean, I've ridden with a group of like 10 and I've ridden with a group of like 30, you know? Yeah, yeah. 10 or so. Yeah, 10 or so. And, and and ideally we would get over, but it's the same thing if you were behind a bus. That bus is not going to get over for you. That bus has got to keep going and keep riding safely and slowly and it's a pain in the ass so what you're saying is that the correct answer if you're especially if you're on a 180 horsepower bike is yeah uh, is no. you got to do what you got to do just hope it, don't put us in danger well uh, you yeah. know yeah. i mean i i know we've been passing groups plenty of times yeah. on the twisties by it's like a gsa usually it's not even a sport bike it's one of those bmws but they pass safely so let's say like, I would just mm-hmm. pretend it's any other vehicle when you get to a place where you can pass safely. Yeah. Just pass them and move on. Yeah. But yeah. be patient. I mean, at the same time, that's one of those lessons where when you are stuck, enjoy the scenery. You know, go slow, look around, be like, hey, notice some things. And then when it's when it opens up or there's a nice S turn where you can see, fucking drop a gear and rip. Uh, think of it this way. If you're behind, if you're stuck behind a group of Harleys, pretend it's a school bus because it's pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a group a of people gassy, who are more gassy, who do not have performance bikes as much as they think they are, and who are going to be probably riding slower right. than you, and probably aren't going to go through great efforts to make room so you can pass. Because screw you, you know it's a school bus. 
However, deal with it. Wait for the opportunity. However, yeah. If you are on a stretch booster, yes. Just hit the air horn and just go right down the middle of them. And what colored what color lights? Neon green. Oh no, you need the neon purple lights for that. Purple goes for that. Ground effects. Yes. Yes, the neon purple with the ground effects. Just hit the air horn and go straight down the middle as fast as you can with the open (laughs) pipe blaring. All right, Uh, Joe, you got one there. Yes. So this one's from Matthew. He says, hey, guys. Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> I ordered an Emma's Army shirt from the, your Zazzle store, and yes. I'm eagerly awaiting its arrival. Well, that was Thank- your first mistake, I darling. I saw somebody Thank online you. with an Emma's Army shirt. Yes, you did. Thank you for reminding me to say. We do have a Zazzle store, and you can get a lot of our shirts on there. I believe it's Recycle Garage on Zazzle. Can I get a bedazzled Amazon (laughs) measure? You can get a (laughs) bedazzled. Bedazzled. (laughs) All right. Okay. Now a question. Yes. I have been commuting on my 2014 Yamaha Bolt since I bought it in December Mm -hmm. of 2019, and I I haven't had any issues, but I've heard disturbing things about steering head bearings and death wobbles. I'm not that is first. disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the first owner, and I have no idea if the previous owner did any work on the bike. Should I replace the bearings to be safe? On a 2019, it's going to have 2014. tapered. 2014, it's going to have tapered bearings, right? Yeah. Yes, of course it is. At which you can go 20. Well, I guess the mileage. The mileage I, I is really no, I, the mileage not the is years. Missing here. I I was daydreaming. Yeah. What bike is it? It's a, a 2014 Yamaha, Yamaha Bolt. Bolt. Oh, a Bolt. Oh, you should just throw the whole bike away, darling. Oh, stop it. No. I like, I like the bolts. On a 2014, <laughs> you should be good. The thing it's going to do do it in is miles, especially yes. uh, commuting uh, straight miles on, on if you're hitting bumpy roads. Curves are much better. Right. But if you're doing a lot of straight highway, it can right. really wear me Right. Let me tell you something about bolts, and this is the straight oak, because whenever you get – a bike, whether it's a Bolt, whether it's a Busa, whether it's a one-model bike, you go onto the forums and it's like a conspiracy theory. You get the wildest things. The one thing about a Bolt, it's a high-performance cruiser because they move, and they move plenty well. They're actually a very, very good bike. But at heart, they're still a cruiser. Mm-hmm. And they are very susceptible to tires. Mm-hmm. You keep an eye on your tires religiously. Yeah. You buy good quality tires. You run them at the correct pressures. Don't make me come round there and with the tire gauge. Keep your tires in good condition. It won't give you a problem. I absolutely guarantee you. The people who are the moaning the loudest, loudest about death wobbles, about this and this. The steering head bearings mm-hmm. may play a factor, but it's a far smaller factor than you think. It's all about the time. I've seen bikes with 150,000 on them that still had the same bear, head bearings. I mean, right. you could, you're the, never going to put the amount of miles on a Yamaha Bolt. Right. You're and never going to do and it. The bolt, you need to I it. mean, the Bolt is a, is a peculiar case because... Like a lot of Yamaha cruisers, Yamaha tend to build a little more performance into a lot of their cruisers. And the Bolt is a perfect example. You've got this big 19-inch front wheel and this very, very chunky 15-inch wheel. 
and you see them in profile. You go, oh, that's a small hoop on the back and a big hoop on the on you know a big mm-hmm. fat hoop on the rear and a skinny one on the front. So anytime you've got that kind of setup, tires become a lot more critical yep. than the seventeen seventeen. That's probably more of a contributing factor. I think you're right on the so nose with that. So keep on top of those tires. Um, and if you feel any clunk, 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 conversely, if you feel any, you know, notch in the middle, yeah, it's time for head bearings. But just to arbitrarily replace them, don't bother. No. Save mean, your money. I'm talking about on my 1975 motorcycle. I think it's time to do the head bearings. I'm probably just going to grease it. Right. <laughs> you know? And you're not going to have an instant catastrophic no, event, no, no. right? You'll notice little I, things. I think you are on the spot yeah, that tires are more likely subject if anyone thinks that bearings need to re- be replaced on a bike that new they're yeah well you know it's a, it's it's a cruiser yeah it's a cruiser and cruisers do tend to and harleys are exactly the same cruisers do tend to rely a lot more on things being the proper adjustment the proper pressure mm-hmm. the proper amount the proper setup because there's no margin for error generally sport bikes they handle pretty well they're very very stable you can get away with a lot more Mm. you can run the tires a little bit more down pressure you know i've forgotten how many times i've ridden an r1 with baggy steering head bearings but they still get down the road fine Mm -hmm. you know it's not particularly pleasant to ride because every time you grab the front brake things go clunk 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 but they still get you down the road well because they're low, they're wide, it's a big, st- steady platform. When you're riding something big and rangy like a cruiser, especially if it's got a kicked-out front end on it, it's got that long rake and trail, you know, your tires are everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know, you mentioned commuting too, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I know just from commuting on the FC1 that I run the, the, the sport touring tires, right? So they've got F, the, the F, different... FZ1. FZ1. That I have not driven a four-wheeled vehicle in three weeks since I got that bike back on the road. Well done, you. Yes. Nice. Well done, us, we'll say. Um, yeah. But, but one thing to consider is, and I know it's probably not his problem, but it's these things you don't realize how bad it is until you get new ones, is just squared off tires. Um, cause even though I commute over the hill, it's kind of twisty. It's still a lot of kind of straight stuff. And every time I get new tires, I'm amazed how much better the bike yeah. handles. Right. There, there you go. So, tires. But can you just even like get it up on a jack, check out the, yeah, the I mean, bearings? I mean, the, st- the steering bearings and just, no, you just, just turn the yeah. wheel left and right. Or feel does anything. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's probably not that. Um, yeah. bagel, you got an email there? I do. And it says, hey, Misfits, hey. Dustin up here in beautiful British Columbia. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Dustin. I'm a little behind on the podcast, but working to catch up again. I Ooh, know that's this very is way authentic, late. isn't it? It's like you're there. <laughs> I know this is way late, but Bagel, I hope all is good with you and your girl. And uh, it is actually. Thank you very much. Hey. Um, <laughs> and Dustin continues. I've been dating a new girl for a few months myself here, and I'm getting her into riding on the streets. I have to say for Miss Emma, this girl is a wonderful British bird. Oh, good. Right now, between the two of us, we have a 2019 Z900 for myself and a 2004 Ducati Monster 620 to, to get for her to get into street riding. They're both great bikes, but they are a bit aggressive, particularly the Monster's riding position. I'd like to get us both into something a little more geared for just cruising around and looking online. I've found myself coming back to Miss Emma's beloved Triumph lineup. I'd love to get a comparison from Emma. 
However, I welcome feedback from all misfits that are familiar with these bikes. I'm interested in hearing the differences in your opinions between the Bonnie T1, T100 and Street Twin, as well as between Bonnie T120, Speed Twin, and 1200 Scrambler. Keep up with the great work, misfits. And when the world opens up again one day, we'll make, make our way down the coast to come and meet the crew. Dustin. P.S. From my previous email, I really enjoyed the expected response from Mike about the street triple, but I've now moved <laughs> on from that because honestly, it is a, a weird, bloody, a bloody weird looking bike. Um, That's a great, good question. You know, if it was just Dustin, I'd say the 1200 because they are, God, they're so good. They look good. Uh, they look good and they go like the absolute. The scrambler, plant. right? That's what he's talking about. All of them. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Mm -hmm. However, however, this is a bike he needs to share with his bird. Um, and she's an obvious rider. The 900s are very, very good bikes. It's just the 1200s are very, very, very good bikes. Um, that 1200 Scrambler, bloody hell, it's an amazing thing. Um, it looks great, too. Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember when we, a couple of years ago, when we were up in Oregon mm -hmm. for the flat tracks and yes. the super hooligan class. Yes. The very last race, he won on the scrambler. Yes. Do you remember the noise <laughs> that thing made? Yeah. You, even above the Harley, even above Wiggins Harley, you yeah. could hear this tribe go, Brap! it just absolutely bellowed. Um, if you get a 900, Dustin, if you get any of that 900 range, you're going to be thrilled with it. If you get any of the 1200 range, you're going to be thrilled with it. I know that's not much help. Just remember you're dealing with a more novice rider. Well, 1200. He, he asked, what? between the, the T1 and the T100. That's nine. T100 is 900. Yeah. That's the oh, high talk. Oh, yeah. my bad. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's 900. That's, what does the, the uh, gotcha. street twin have? Is it the so, 900? Um, I've got to remember because there's so many of yeah. them. The, I know the Street Coop. I think the Street Coop, which is the yellow one, is the 900. I think the Street Twin is a 900 as well. So you've got two flavors. You've got the 900 high high torque and then the 1200 high high power. Why not just mm. the Bonneville? So, Well, no, no, the Bonneville, this is what they've become now. Yeah, yes. I mean... They're all Bonnevilles. Yeah, they're all Bonnevilles. <laughs> the, Practically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Bonneville... It's just such a great bike, but they also have the, is it the America? That's the shorter seat. That oh, the Cruiser. No, they kind of dropped that now. Because oh, Triumphs okay. have kind of moved on. He's buying new, I believe. Yeah. Okay. These are the new ones. The, yeah. That I, Twin's a 900 too. Yeah, the Twin, I would yeah. I would say, I, I, I've ridden them all, and I, I love them, but I, I would say the, the Twin is a, uh, the Street Twin is a very capable, easy riding right. motorcycle i mean it is it almost rides itself I, I i i took it out for a test ride and i was like this is just the bloody marvelous yeah aren't they? exactly uh the the t120 awesome bike heavier a lot more power not more not as approachable i, I would say if he's, he's talking about you know his significant other i would go with the street twin so you are bike. concurring with me joe yes. if it was just him 1200s 1200. all, but you're sharing it with your bird 
and she's a Brit as well, so um, you need to take very, very good care of and her. And you need to get the uh, the the jolly the the what's the, the British flag paint scheme on the tank? The Union Jack. The, the Union, Union Jack. Jack. I was going to say Jolly Roger. The, one, the, the Union one, Jack. Oh, that looks so good. The one other thing with the Street Twin is it's it's got less of the doodads, right? It, it's kind of just a straight up right. bike, and I think that that's less intimidating. For someone who's just well, starting out. Well, and like, you know, I mean, you, if you're buying a Triumph, you're kind of, you're into nostalgia anyway. Right. And if you're into nostalgia, you know, less is more. And so a simpler bike is a better bike. I want to throw out one wild card. If it's not a Triumph, I'm not interested. It's in not your, a Triumph, but it, it is a triple. No, we're talking about twin twins. starling. Okay, well, but the MT-09. As good a bike as that is, it's a good bike for especially for sharing. Well, Joe's yeah. making faces. I don't. Stop. I don't like the the MT okay. series. I've never been a fan though? of it. No, it's not a cruiser. No, it's, it's the FC09 became the MT09. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. you know yeah. they're, right. they're like appliances. That's they ride great. They ride great. <laughs> no, no. It, it's um no the Triumph either of, either of those Dustin is going to be a great choice. Just approach it. As a couple, if you two are a couple and your bird's a keeper, approach it as a pair of you. Because you're going to get on the tri- the 1200s and you're going to think, bloody hell, this is the best thing I've ever ridden. Well, um, the, are they still making the C? That's what uh, Dan L. Lynn had. What? Yeah, the 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 C. It was a little drop seat. It wasn't the cruiser like the America. Yes. It was a little drop oh, lower the seat. No? no? The blobber. No, I thought it was the C. No? I don't, I'll have to check it out. The, the, uh, the bottom line well, is, it, I always say motorcycles are like shoes. You got to sit on them to see if they fit right. Yeah. And go yeah. sit on bikes. And you know. That's going to be the deciding yeah. factor. And the one thing you will find about most Triumph dealers is they're very, very accommodating with mm-hmm. test drives. They'll say, oh, go and take it. Take it. Tell me if you like it. Um, because to ride a Triumph is to love a Triumph. Tra la la. Yeah. I, I love them. I, I was. Tempted to get that when I got the CB eleven hundred EX. The only thing I, I was concerned about is the electronics, and I, I ride in the rain. Like I commute in the rain. I, you know, I have the Cortex suit, and I was like, uh, "You always talk about their electronics not being well." You, you know, know t- to be fair, and I mean to put it into perspective, I I back. Three years ago, when that platform first came out, I put seven wiring harnesses yeah. on them. And in each case with a bike under a thousand miles. Mm-hmm. And it was the simplest fix. It was the tiniest 50 cent clip that just moved the clutch cable away from the headstock. Because, you know, when you turned it full, when you turn the handlebars fully to the right, it just pinched um, the, the harness. It was the simplest thing. Um, but I think since that modification, most of the, you know, most of the bikes have been done by now. All of them have been done. Um, they're very, very reliable. All right. I think that wraps it up. Does I think it? we have time for one more dad joke. <laughs> All right. I was wondering why you were pointing at me. All right. The one in the middle. Oh, and this is, uh, oh, is this what you just sent me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was looking back at the old one. Yeah, That's no, no, good because no. it, was, it was golf. Um. Is it the April showers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Emma. Yes, darling. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? I don't know. 
pilgrims. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that's oh, all, pilgrim. That's all, pilgrim. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I think that wraps it up for now. Oh, you got another one, Jim? No, not a joke, for gosh oh, yeah. sake. But just, just a couple of things to note. Um, a uh, bit of bit of bummer news, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm the expert on this stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a motorcycle death this weekend. Alex Harville, if you didn't hear, he was mm-hmm. attempting a jump record. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you didn't hear about mm-hmm. it, I'm going to read just a little bit out of Wikipedia. Yeah. It's worth knowing. Um, on June 17th, 21, Harville was scheduled to perform a ramp jump at the Moses Lake Air Show, being held at Grant County International Airport in Washington, in an attempt to break a 351 foot record set by. Robbie Madison in 2008. Mm-hmm. So this record's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, he was doing a uh, practice jump and didn't quite make it and uh, didn't make it. So condolences and Godspeed there. It's amazing. Um, I was reading this this morning and you see what these like the Travis Pastranas and the, the, the pick your guy, the guys that are jumping these uh, Josh Hill, they're jumping yeah. these crazy bikes all the time and make it look effortless. It's amazing. These, this daredevil stuff, these guys do just life threatening every single time. And, uh, just, I think it would be good to recognize that. Yeah, I know. I agree. And the other thing, a little bit more upbeat note. So you were trashing the MTs. Well, whatever. But <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, but I was walking down here and I noticed a bike. It was kind of a little head turner and it looked like a, a young woman, long hair in the back. The only reason I say that. And I'm like, that's a neat looking little bike. I thought it was an 07, but it was smaller. It was an MT-03. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, I think Charlie and Micah rode Ooh. when they were over in Europe. And what that's a what great got her looking it. bike. And I'm like, I if didn't you're know they, we had them here. I had never seen one. And it looked great that it was proportioned. And this or they pro- rode an empty like 125, I think. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah. I was like, if you're looking for a, you know, probably a fun, small displacement mm-hmm. bike, what a what a good looking bike that was. And I don't mean, and the MT, it just doesn't appeal to me. It's, it's a, it's a, the, the the series seems to have an over aggressive uh, engine braking for me. It's just like if you take your hand off the throttle, but you have settings like, on it. You can change the settings. Uh, okay, it's got the, ride settings. It does. Yeah. Uh, with the did the older ones have it? Because yeah, I, when know. I test rode the FZ09 years ago, I had uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, it was the uh, 07. The, the However, was. if we all like the same thing, what a boring old world. Yeah, this exactly. Would be. Right. Totally. Yeah. And uh, I would say, you know, it's a great looking bike. It's a great bike. Just not mine. Reminds me again today of all the different bikes that were the garage. Brand new, yeah. like uh, Ducati adventure bikes. Like, what was that? A, like a 76 XL 125 or yeah, something. And everything in between. Even a Harley. <laughs> so um, just remember, uh, let's see, let's recap. Um if you have a suggestion on what to do with uh, all the extra gear, send it to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. If you have any great reflect horn, send it to Phil at Cleveland.com. <laughs> the hairier, the better. Um, and just a reminder that we're going to be at AMA Vintage Days. And uh, Bagel, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And that I'm going to yes, be yes. doing the Rev Sisters Film Festival. I've been um, curating some really cool films. And I'm just so stoked about it. I just got a couple more um, uh, approved to do. Do you remember the film Fast and Left? Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was Flat great. It was, yeah, it was very, it was very Americana. I thought yes. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah. Are you going to do a logo for it? The uh, AMA uh, Vintage Days Film Festival via Red Oh, Sisters? we got a little banner coming. Yeah. Okay. And does it have a drunk guy on an ascot? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then 70. also we've been yeah. working on the Black Hills Moto Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go to RevSisters.com. Uh, that's coming up. We're still accepting submissions. Okay, I'm just going to tell you about uh, a couple films that I'm excited about. I don't even know if we have them yet, but just the fact that there's just more and more films that we're discovering that are coming out. There's one that's a new film right now um, that is about a guy setting a land speed record, the blind two-wheeled land speed record. Yep, blind dude. Wow. Blind dude, that's cool. And there's another one that I've seen that I'm hoping we're getting, which is about Speedway, which we have yet oh, to have a good film on Speedway, yeah, that would be cool. which if people don't know, it's flat track, but crazier and Britisher. Yes, it's <laughs> definitely Britisher. Um, there's tea. There's tea. There's there, no, there, there are no breaks. There is tea involved. However, are um, crumpets? back. Yes, always crumpets, darling. Um, <laughs> Back in the 70s, when it was really, you know, at its peak in England, a lot of the stars of Speedway were Scandinavians. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh. Well, and the cool thing about the Black Hills Moto Film Festival is that our our, our kind of feature on this is novice filmmakers. We're trying to share novice filmmakers' uh, films because there's so many people who are able to tell a story simply now. So we are still accepting submissions and go to RevSisters.com and you'll be able to find a place to submit for it. Uh, Or if you're on Film Freeway, you can submit. But um, I've been scouring YouTube and finding people who just make little stuff on YouTube and there's really cool stuff. And I don't think people realize that there's great stories. Like our Evil Knievel jump? Yeah, I should submit that, shouldn't I? (laughs) I should. Oh, maybe I will. For the most pyrotechnics. Actually, no, I can't. We've already accepted another one that is an evil can evil jump. Yeah. But um RevSisters.com to check that out. And I think that's it. Um you've got so many events this summer. Everyone is busting out to just go and have fun and I'm I'm so ready as well. Yeah, I'm headed up to Sierra's on Wednesday. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, well nice. I my legs are still healing. So uh, I'm not ready to go out there and have another fall while I still got bruises on mine. But um, don't forget to email us, Recycle Motorcycle Garage. Tell us what you're doing this summer as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. Joe, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You it was d- great to be here. Where are you staying tonight? Uh, at some hotel nearby. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, yeah. Everyone stay safe out there. Bagel. Yeah. You stay safe. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, go do. to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find our links to everything. I think that's all the news. You guys I ready to so. get out of here? Yes. Cool. Thanks, everyone. This is Eliza. This is Joe. There you go. This is Emma Darling. Make it Jim, son. Bagel. And we're out of here. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. cool. cool.